Let's go. Let's go. You are about to experience the uncensored conversations, stimulating wit, and the thought-provoking wisdom. Bold, raw, and uncut. Right now. On the Lance Curve Show. Two years later, and history repeats itself. We have a wonderful episode coming on tonight that's going to be very intense with our dear sister, Nyla Ahmad. And I wanted to play the actual YouTube video, and probably in a few moments we will, but I wanted us to jump right into it. And um, no holds barred, I want you basically, Nyla, welcome with your intelligent, fine self. Um, I want you really to, <laughs> well, you know that, you know that, the mirrors love you. Um <laughs> This, this is, yeah, you, you, you okay over there? Yep. Okay, cool. And I want to get some feedback on the sound for those, those who eventually pop in. If you're not watching already, we got a few viewers already. So listen, I want you to speak about the McClure situation and tell us your views on that and break it down. Yes. Billy Fratchett, welcome. Okay, so, thank you. So. With the McClure twins, they are definitely a big trending topic right now in the social media streets. So basically, uh, they have an internet-based reality show mm -hmm. that has garnered them about a million followers, um, lots of endorsements. They're, they're hugely successful online. Um, it is a, a white gentleman and a Nigerian-born wo Nigerian woman who was, uh, I think she said she's been in America since she was like four or something like that. Mm -hmm. But... The premise of the show was that he was the father and she was the mother. And I'm not sure what he did, but obviously he did something because his, his old tweets were dug up. So there were some tweets online that surfaced of him making some disparaging comments about black men and about black women. And um, they weren't very nice. They were very racist. Um, and he also said some very, uh, you know, misogynistic stuff. So right, right. That kind of stuff, you know. It just said or whatever. So it's, you know, it was kind of, you know, questionable because he's raising black girls as his and he has a black wife. Mm -hmm. So once the tweets came up, um, you know, initially they didn't respond to it. But as we bloggers did research, we found out that he was not even the father of the children, although the show had always presented that he was the father. Right. Um, so shortly after it got to the point where she could no longer, um, you know, they had to respond. So there was an apology from him. His name is Justin. Mm -hmm. And Justin, you know, you know how the, the lame apologies, you know, I, I was a different person back then. I was an alcoholic. <laughs> right, right, right. And all this kind of stuff. And, I, was, you know, I was high on methamphetamine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there there has been some, some, um, some information that came through that said he possibly was, um, on drugs too but okay so as we dig deeper and deeper and the apologies are coming she decided to um you know address the public and finally says that yeah you're right you know justin you know didn't father the children i was in another relationship and all that kind of stuff right you know this kind of stuff happened well she was actually married to someone mm -hmm. and um you know the apology to a lot of us and the way that she presented it was kind of like baloney Mm -hmm. um, because he, you, you know, when you've been around for a little while, you can tell when it's bullshit. Um, she put some really elitist postures, like um, she was under fire for this particular statement where 
um, and I'm loosely quoting her, but I did see it before she got a chance to delete the video, mm -hmm. um, where there was a comparison or a mistake saying that she was uh, black, you know, like us. Mm -hmm. And she basically was like, no, I'm African, I'm Nigerian. You know, I and basically she, you know, they don't, blacks don't have a culture. She has a culture. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. This is what she said? Yes. Wow. Um, also, there's on on most of the videos, especially when Justin refers to how they met, and you know whatever whatever chance he gets, he's always posturing himself like as if he saved her from black men. Mm -hmm. And he says stuff like, "Well, you know, the black men were basically approaching her wrong, and I came along and I and, and I protected her from them, and I you know I said this and all this kind of stuff, and you know white guys aren't like that, and like it's it's a real like." underlying wow so so he saved her yes yes i mean that i didn't know that part up. i don't think they've deleted that so again when she's apologizing she's saying well you know we were going to tell you guys we were never going to keep this from you but if you go back through her videos she's saying stuff like uh she made a video you know do the girls look like justin or me the girls are half nigerian and half uh mccure which is which, which is his name and mm -hmm. so they said so she's like and they're half irish so she's been you know lead, you know making this illusion that they were the kids and now that when you know when she's busted you know oh no we were going to tell you we were just waiting for the right right time you know for right the girls and all that kind of stuff. right um so you know it's just you know so like she's got like a lot of followers of hers coming over to my page and you know they're telling me i'm slandering the family and i'm ruining the family and i'm attacking her and here's the thing like when you're on reality tv your brand has, as, as a family you know like take the kardashians Right, or right. Even like, uh, remember when, like, remember Russell Simmons and them? They had their show based on their show, based on their family. So when you have that type of uh, brand that is made specifically around your family and what you guys do, you have left it open for us to criticize and to, you know, to, you know, talk about yeah. because that is what is entertaining us. You, you let us into your life. So you know, everybody's kind of heated up about it and. She's in complete denial about it. She, uh, the, the, the really bad thing is, you know, for me, is they've built this wonderful brand. And, you know, right. I'm, 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 I'm tired of people saying that people are jealous when, you know, they bring it up. But you built a wonderful brand and you built this wonderful name, right? Mm -hmm. And you claim you're not on some self-hate elitist stuff, right? But if there is no self-hate and you are uh, – you know, and everything is 100. Then just look at this, and you just tell me what you think about this. Mm -hmm. This is a woman who is very, you know, connected to her country. She's Nigerian. Mm -hmm. She has connection to her country, to her nation, to her language, to her tribe. Strong foundation where she does not uh, have the the, uh, the legacy of, of, of slavery behind her. Right, and the disconnect um, from the overall culture. Right. Exactly. And here it is, uh, you know, the, the first white man that she was with was trash. Mm -hmm. Why she's saying that he can't be involved with the kids and all this kind of stuff. But here you are, you took Justin, who doesn't have a job, who doesn't have an education, who has a, his, who has a you know, a felonious background, who has um, a, um, a drug problem at, at one point, who mm -hmm. is an alcoholic, who basically is trash. Mm -hmm. And you have built a brand that has given nobility to an Irish family because this family is it, it's based on his neck, the McClure. Right. 
So here he was trash, and now you and your black daughters are giving nobility to this family. Because when they are adult women, mm-hmm. and they also marry white men like their like their mother did, mm-hmm. where is that rich legacy gone to? There, I mean, there, there's, right. you know, like let's just cut it. Right, right. So you know, she's she's all up in the arms because you know mm-hmm. she basically got caught. And I just think that had she just handled it a different way, she'd have just been like, look, you know, busted. I didn't think that you guys would ever found out, or I didn't expect to grow this fast and have to address this. I knew I would one day, but I just didn't know this soon. Right. I don't think it would be a big deal, but I don't think that it's going to hurt or tarnish the brand that much. Right. Um, because she's going to gain more followers and more sympathy and support. Because I mean, the trolls are are over there on me about you know about exposing the stuff and all that kind of stuff. And, right. You know, I've got a lot of uh, Africans on my page, uh, which is. Is, is, is really interesting. A lot of them are there, you know, telling me how bad black people are and um, we're shameful and, you know, they wish we would die. So, I mean, this little uh, lie of hers has brought out the ugly side mm-hmm. of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay. It's obvious it is what it is, but what did he save her from? If she had a connectedness to the motherland, her culture, her language, her God, what did he save her from unless she uh, 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 acknowledged, you know, white culture as being the God? I mean, like, what what, what did he save her from? Because, look, you know, white white, white supremacy is all over this planet. It's not even a thing where a lot of us here who live in the States and we we look at t- to the motherland like wow they're from the motherland they're complete right and they got it going on with the culture they they we 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 kind of those of us who are conscious i'm not saying we bow to them but we assume that they have this thing that we may not have many of us but then when you look at their websites when you look at the television shows and the preachers over there who are ripping the people off and the music videos that may have an African-sounded beat, to, no matter what the country it is, they're, they're out of, you see the bleaching cream. You see the relaxing. Mm-hmm. You wait, it's like, wait a second, you you from the motherland, what are you doing? And you look deeper, right. and you see it's even worse than over here. So right. what did he save her from? Um, it, Apparently, um, what she said... Uh, in her uh, in her video where she was basically coming clean was that the, whatever the dude that she was married to that she said she knew that she shouldn't have married um he was so bad and she was you know so messed up that justin taught her how to love again or you know how to trust men again and all that kind of stuff so basically i guess he saved her from being a single parent i don't know but um it's it's it's, it's really strange because she has uh you know we know we know we know our sisters. You know what I'm saying, right? Like we can tell when um, when they're on a code of sorts, and you can definitely tell who wears pants in that house. And um, the the one thing that that's really unfortunate is that is if you I'm I'm really worried about these girls because she has a history now that of pathology of making poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Or she said herself, she married the man and she shouldn't have married him. 
then after you know you shouldn't have married him, you, you get pregnant. And and now it's, well, the, this other guy adopted them and, and never going to have anything to do with him because, you know, he's messed up or whatever. But just an, an hour ago, you made a video saying that we're supposed to forgive and forget what Justin did because he changed. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that their father doesn't get the benefit of the doubt? Hmm. Or are you just trying to say faith? And again, we know that, you know, there there have been some issues with, with white folks adopting black kids. Let's just keep it real. We right. have Charlie Theron over here turning her son into a girl. We have uh, lots of cases in the news, like the young ladies, uh, the, the, the lesbian couple that uh, Devontae Hart, I don't know if you knew about him, mm-hmm. but you remember uh, the, the viral picture of the little black boy from... Um, after a couple of riots, uh, he was he, the free hug movement, and there's this picture where he's hugging the cops. Yeah, and, um, yeah. The picture by okay, so that young man is presumed dead because he was adopted by a lesbian couple, and come to find, and they had adopted all of his siblings, but some other black kids, and they drove off into the river and purposely killed these kids. Hmm. They haven't recovered his body yet, but there's a pathology there that nobody wants to discuss, and there's right. a history there. Um, right. you know, abuse, you know, so because she's, you know, making up all these lies and, and she's putting on, it just makes me wonder if, you know, if it's some bullshit in the game. So, so overall, I mean, I see it. I'm just trying to get you to get into it and talk even more. So, um, and I know you see it and the me, I know there's an echo coming now. Here we go. Boom. I got that. I caught it in time. And for the people in the chat room, don't think I'm ignoring you. Uh, uh, I just didn't find out how to stop that white background with the with the yellow letters that you can hardly see. Um, I see everybody here. I'm glad you all are here. And you know, Sister Nyla, when I'm t- when we're here talking, I start calling out names. Don't don't think I'm ignoring you. I'm just like acknowledge. I, I like to acknowledge everybody, you know. But we have so many people here in the chat room now, so don't think I'm ignoring you. All right. I just want to get everything just right and let me know how is Sister Nyla sound because somebody said that it was a bit low. And I think I, I think I adjusted it. Can you hear her properly? I'm going to ask you all that, um, how the sound is coming through. It's no problem. Well, but anyway, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm not the only one here in the room. I'm not going to blow her up. But if she chooses to come on, she can come on. You know, um, like I said, you know, the cameras are all on me. But yeah, black erasure. Are they trying to erase us? Slowly but surely. Or is it, is it, is it paranoia? Is it that is it that is it that I'm that old uncle with the cookout who's been through some stuff and I'm like not realizing it's a new world? <laughs> you know what I mean? What is it? Is this real? You know, we see something that spook that sat by the door and the elephant in the living room, but we're told that no, it's a different time now. You know, it's different now. It's not like that. But I'm seeing a pattern. Do you see the same pattern? Absolutely. And um, just like my video earlier, I believe that. Um, Ami McClure is the perfect example of this. I mean, here we have this, and when I tell you this, she's drop-dead gorgeous. The, the, you know how they have the beautiful cheekbones and beautiful complexion and, mm-hmm. you know, completely, purely African, as African as you can get. Mm-hmm. You know, Nigerian woman full of culture marries into this trash-ass white family and gives her children this Irish name to make famous. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think that people understand the, the long-term effects of that. And, and, and I'm glad that you brought up white supremacy because white supremacy 
is so complex that it's that people don't even that 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 you miss it. And it's so it, it it's like a chameleon. You know, it mm-hmm. it changes to fit whatever the occasion is, oh, and man. we're not even noticing that. You know, people say, "Oh, it's just love. It's just mm-hmm. you know, love who you want or whatever." We're not in a position to just do that. I don't have my glasses. You know, on. we're not in a position to just um, like just you know wipe out gener- wipe out our people in one generation. I mean, have, has anybody taken a look at Muhammad Ali's grandson? That's a white boy. Like he looks, you cannot yeah. any. You don't look at him and you see anything um, remotely black. Grace Jones, her grandchild is white. You know, isn't that something though? Yeah, it, it is something. And 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 black men love to say, "Hey, I'm um, swirling because I'm fighting, you know, white supremacy by making mixed kids. I'm making more black kids." But the statistics show that mixed children more than likely are going to, uh, you know, the product of a of, of, of black and white couple are more than likely going to be with a white person. And so one more generation, boom, you're gone. Right. And now we have this, you know, we, we've got the whole thing with the illegal immigrants coming over here. They don't even need us for real. So the fact that we are aiding and abetting our own erasure is crazy to me. So as they let all of these immigrants in who, who if you look at the numbers, they race mix more than anybody with white people. Okay, so all of those DACA recipients, that money is there funding the white man's kids because those they're white, basically, hmm. because the, these people are mixing with white people. All of these illegals that they're letting in are who do they think that they, they're going to come in and replace us? They don't need us. I was just reading an article the other day mm-hmm. that the largest um, Hispanic media company just brought one of the largest black publications. Oh, man. So it, that means that their community is, is going to be able to, to tell our stories. That, you know, before they become the white, the Hispanics have become the white people. We'll see. We'll see. They have, they, go ahead. What do they call that? Buffer. They're a buffer race now. They're an extension of. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, of course, we know that people are going to get in the comment section and say, no, not all of them. They don't look, but, but that's the way the system is being used in like a chess match, a long-term chess match. This is what it is. You know, we think we, right. we, we're, we're playing chess, but we're really playing checkers or even tic-tac-toe because see, we think, I'm not saying all black people, I'm going to say that because there's going to be some knucklehead who gets in the chat room and says it, but we think just for the weekend. Many of us, too many of us, because we're trying to escape right. the pain of living in this society. So we go for the right. quick fix. We go for the crack house. We go for the liquor house. We go for the whore house. We go for the church house. The same pleasure sense of the brain, the church house hits it the same way. So we try to escape. But those who have a modicum of power of, over us in this system, they have the elbow room to say, you know what? They might be annoyances now. But while they go on for their short-term hedonistic pleasures to distract them from the pain, because pain and pleasure are the most powerful forces to motivate us, we 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 want to run toward the pleasure. For you. Say it again. Let me make it plain for you. Yes. Let me make it plain. Yes. For you, especially for the slow folks. The problem here is white people have to maintain their power. Okay. Yeah, that's They're it. Not going to let go of their power. This fight between the establishment 
and between Donald Trump and them, this yep. is about power. Yep. Okay. You're right. Ninety percent of the black vote went to Hillary Clinton, and we still couldn't elect her. Ninety percent of us voted and still could not elect her. So that should tell you that they need someone else to come in because we're not even useful enough for the votes anymore. They need someone else to come in. If they let all of these people in and they make all these crazy concessions for them, they know that they will have the power. They don't need us. They don't even need our labor because the illegals that are coming in are going to do what? Going to do twice the work for a quarter of the money. Mm -hmm. They don't need us. Our numbers are dwindling down. We have black people online shaming other black people for having kids all the time. Wow. People, I mean, you got women that come online and, and as a as an introduction to how attractive they are, he no kids. I don't have any kids. Like you, thirty five years old. I'm not. I'm not trying to shame either side, having kids or not having kids. But it is something in your psychology if you think that us being in a position that we are in right now, mm-hmm. that it is good for us to, to not want to have children. Or you know, you got black men, you know, shaming women for having children. And I understand we have an issue you know, going on, and our families need to be mm-hmm. prepared. But at the end of the day, these tacos coming over here having 100 babies and still coming up. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They're still, they have, they outnumber us here in the city of Chicago now. It's getting to the, like I told, 2050, they will be the majority race here. And we're handing it to them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And if they're treating us, if we, if they're treating us this way now, what, what is it going to be like then? I mean, because I know, like down, down in Miami, the biggest complaint um, is that black men and women can't even get a job. Now we know the ultimate is to have your own business, like like you like you do, you know. But many are not at that point yet, not even in their thinking, right? But when right. we depend on another economic system for another culture, another race. They look at us like we're begging. And those who will come in after us who will be so subservient and get a foothold on power, now we're a nigger all over again. You see? And and and, and this white supremacist thing, see, the thing is, is that, again, I look at it like the military, where the military was so strict in how they took time to recruit people who were on the up and up. Now, if you have like a misdemeanor or something, or you have some drug problems in the past and a whole bunch of tattoos all over your face, it's like, oh, it's it's okay because our numbers are dwindling. They'll even take you old now. They'll even take you old now. Like when has it ever been that you can sign up at 40 years old? My God. You You can enlist at 40 now. At 40. Soon they'll be soon soon they'll, soon they'll be sending me um what is it um um AARP stuff and military stuff you know what I mean they'll they'll, <laughs> they'll send me they'll send me ads for the scooter chair for the scooter seat or whatever it is and um and they go in the military well you don't have to be young you could right. be sixty years old whatever watch it's gonna happen exactly <laughs> and I'm glad you brought up the job thing because that that's another that's why it like it pains me to see black people online saying um you know to you know with this whole thing about pushing to get them here and get them in this country 
Right. When we have a job problem already. You know, I was I was going back and forth one of the com- comments on my channel, and this young lady, and I remember hearing my uncle say the same thing. Down in Texas, where he's at. Mm-hmm. This is America, right? The language of America is English, mm-hmm. right? Why is it that to qualify for jobs, you need to be bilingual? Right, right. You need to learn to speak Spanish. Now, I'm all for being multilingual. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But the standard should be English and not Spanish. Why is it that Negroes that have been here on this land forever have to bend to their understanding and learn to speak their language? Why is, why is, it, why is it even like that? Because it makes no sense for them to be here if they don't want to learn to speak the language. There's no, you can't make that make sense to me. That's right. Why would a black person that has been here in America all this time be denied a job because he cannot speak to the, to, to the person that has hopped over the damn border? How, make it make sense. Right. Right. On top of that, you, you know, we, we have to think about this logically. A lot of the jobs are automated. A lot of the, the people are, you know, outsourcing their jobs overseas. If these jobs are automated and they're being outsourced, we're already fighting for a limited amount of jobs, right? And we already have, we, you know, we know how many documented Mexicans are here, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't know how many illegal ones are here because they're not on paper. Right. But what right. we do know is that these companies are hiring them for less wages while we sit out and look for jobs and scrounge around. Mm. I brought up an article from 2007 where there was a plant in Georgia, a chicken plant. Ice came swooping down and, uh, you know, got rid of the illegal. This was, I believe that the company was, I, I want to say they said 75% of its workforce was Hispanic. That is insane. Hmm. Because of ice swooping down and taking out the illegal. Right. They had an insult. They had to raise the, the, the pay to a minimum, I mean, to a livable wage. Right. So once they made a livable wage, because, you know, you can pay them anything because they're not documented. But once they made it a livable wage, what happened? Hmm. The black people got those jobs. You know, and I see so many people saying, oh, well, they, all they're doing is picking strawberries and all this kind of stuff. What the hell? What the hell you think they're doing in Chicago? We're not picking strawberries here. <laughs> they're living in the city. This is a sanctuary city. They're working in the factories. They're driving forklifts. They're doing construction jobs. They're working in restaurants. And, yeah, they are working in low-skilled, low-skilled capacities and stuff like that. But those jobs should be available to the people that are already here, the people that need to, you know, get a leg up and get a, you know, be able to get a job. Right. They don't have to have a background checks and identification. We have a huge incarceration problem. When the guys come out, they can't get a job because they have bad backgrounds. You don't check the illegal's background. You give him a job, but you can't, you know, give the guy who's been in jail for a couple of years for a nonviolent offense, you can't give him a job. That's but right. You can give, you can give this other person a job that has never, ever, you know, had a background check. You don't even know who the hell he is. Break it down. You Break it down. So black people are retarded for sitting up here talking about we need to let them in. No, no, the fuck we don't. All of this complaining on social media about uh, people, you, you know, using all the welfare and, and food stamps being cut and 
I mean, niggas been online talking about um, we're going to get boxes of food because of this. You're damn right, even though that was a lie. But if you end up with a box of food, it's your fault because you want all these other motherfuckers to come over here and eat at the table that you haven't been invited to. So if we end up with a box, why is it that we have a box of food? Instead of, you know, the food stamps or whatever. Because you want everybody in. We're literally, like, we are literally, like, not acting in our best interest, and it, it, it's sickening. So I'm just, you know, I, I, I just don't know at this point, you know, what it is that we're supposed to do. I don't know what we're, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, you know. You have, you have people like Maxine Waters who is telling us mm-hmm. to help, you know, help support shutting down ICE. When has the immigration police ever did anything to niggas? (laughs) Has ICE ever ran down on you? (laughs) Why in the hell would a black person run up on ICE or support parents, you know, taking down ICE? Why? Why would you do that? But, like, we, we, we soak up our reality TV shows, we we scrutinize each other because if we have something a little more than what another one doesn't have, have we feel superior. We're going on with these little, we're running around in circles chasing our tail. We're not getting anywhere. Most of us are not getting anywhere. We don't get it. And there are going to be people out here who say, oh, you know what? You all are talking hate. You should be fair. But look, everybody preserves themselves. Why can't we preserve ourselves? We're not trying to kill anybody. We're not trying to keep anybody out of a job. We're not trying to stop anybody from living. You know, the creator gave this earth to us. It is for everybody. Why is it that when it comes to our turn, we get turned down? There's something wrong with it. But everybody else can come but, and do. Know, it's, it's just so blatant right now. The offers either, though. Like, we, don't, we act like we don't want it. We really act like we have arrived. How is it? How are we in a position to say, "Help these people"? Right. Do you do do people do like do you do you understand our poverty rate? Do you know that here in Chicago, the mayor raised a fund to take care of the legal problems of illegal immigrants? Illegal. He raised a fund of our tax dollars to take care of their legal battle. Mm. For the gentleman, there was a brother that was putting up signs on, you know, on poles in neighborhoods saying, uh, you know, showing people how to contact ICE right. in case they, you know, there was illegals, you know, running around. How is it that Rahm Emanuel them are offended that a citizen would encourage us to report someone who's not supposed to be here who's illegal, especially <laughs> in Chicago? Because let me tell you something. Everybody listens to the stats about the crime in Chicago, and they assume that everything is being done by black people. It's just not true. That Mexican drug cartel is real. The Mexican gangs have been, like, I was telling someone just the other day, in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, there would not be a gang problem if there were no illegals. There are no black gangs out there. Wouldn't even be a gang. There would be no gang. 
in that area if they were not illegal. But going by the media, going by the media, yeah. they would slant things in a certain way and make you think that and make most of the country Absolutely. think that. Now, again, this is why it's important that we have our own media, that we can tell our own story at least to each other. Everybody else has their own media. And going back to the point where you had that company buying a, 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 a black platform, they're going to slant the story according to what they want. And that's a very powerful thing because especially it's not just black people in America, in the world, but Caucasians and other races, they read these things and take it as gospel because somebody took the time out to print it, to upload it, to videotape it and put it up on TV or the computer. And if it looks official, they don't question it. And this is why with independent platforms, smaller YouTubers, larger YouTubers, people who take the time and they make their thing appear legit, which it is because especially with a platform like this, you're going to talk whether I agree with a person or not, which are dead on. They don't like that because now you circumvent their control. And we can speak right. to each other and see, wow, like you just saying. That there are no gangs up there like that as far as black folks are concerned, but they do have the Mexican drug cartels. I didn't know yeah. it. I didn't and know it like that. Yeah, go ahead. Go well, ahead. Listen, I'll tell you how I'll tell you how jacked up it is. Remember, um you know, dude went and addressed the nation saying that the that the Mexicans are fucking up Chicago. Okay, Trump said that on TV. You know what your cut, what your brothers said, what what black folks said. Stop lying. That's not them. That's us. What? How asinine is that? Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Black people did not want the Mexicans to take to to take credit for being fucked that. up. I have no. Part. Like, God damn. Absolutely not. They wanted to. They wanted yeah. to make sure that that was black. <laughs> and I'm talking about black people. God dog. Black people were saying no. The Mexicans are not violent. They're not doing that. Is we sick, massa? Are we sick? I mean, how sick are we? No, but what I'm saying is that we, we, we're already we're already in position to accept the buffer races that are the extensions of white supremacy. It's almost like Santa Claus came down and said, oh, we know I'm white. We know I have power. We know that you all honor white supremacy. The niggas are over there. They're, they want to be in position like us. But you know what? We're going to give a box of the gift of white supremacy to, to you. It's never going to expire unless we make it expire. Here, little Mexican. Here, little so-and-so. Everybody else, come on in, and you can enjoy our privilege. And now the niggas are yours. You know, we it's like the Sunday paper. You know, the niggas are like the Sunday paper. You wanted the Sunday paper early Sunday to find out what happened the day before and all weekend. And that was the most precious thing to you when you purchased it. And you laid out after the meal on Sunday and looked at all everything that's there. Now it's getting late. You're getting tired. You know you got to get up to go to work. And a friend comes by just to speak to you shortly. And you tell them, you want the Sunday paper? Because you used it already. They are where they are now, and they know that their numbers are diminishing, and they need somebody else. They're not going to use us anymore. Too many of us are waking up, and we're on our road to destruction on our own for those who are not conscious. So finish off the job that we started 
and and help us out maintain ourselves in position. Go ahead, sister. See, the problem with us is we are emotional thinkers. We're emotional thinkers, and we are not um, – we don't know how to use the system. Mexicans know how to use the system. These illegals know how to use the system. They know they're being pandered to. They know it. But they know how to use that to get what they want. They see the war between the establishment and the new, and the new cast. And they see that the establishment has a louder voice. And they, they understand what is going on here. We don't. They're being pandered to, and they don't know it. We're being pandered to, too, but we're just, we're just ignoring it. And this is why I question the Maxine Waters and the John Lewis's and the Barack Obamas and all of these people. Because if, if, if Jude is trying to pander to us, why are we trying to hold him to task for them? If his plan, if, if, if his thing, and, and Maxine and all of them know this because I know they know what the 10-point plan is. If the contingency, the, the, if the plan is contingent upon kicking them out, which they don't belong here, because statistically the black community has always suffered because of illegal immigration because why we are on the bottom economically. We are the biggest class of, of, of people who are, you know, going to prison and, 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 you know, and all that kind of stuff. And because of white supremacy, we are never going to have the top jobs, no matter how much, you know, you know, education-wise we get up here, we're still not comparable to them economically. So we're always going to be trying to, you know, come up and, you know, for us, middle class is upper, you know, upper middle class and, you know, almost rich when you're middle class, you're black. Because there's nothing in between there. So if he's saying, I want to um, give bank incentives to extend credit to black Americans, why isn't she and John trying to hold him to task on that? If he's saying, I want to um, give businesses incentives to put resources and, and, and jobs back into the urban community, why isn't why aren't they holding him to task on that? Why are we worried about elite? Because here's the thing: even if nothing ever comes of anything that anybody wants, you know, I mean, of any of the pandering, we do know that if we don't stop the illegals, we hurt. And if this if this if this illegal situation keeps getting out of hand, you know, if we keep saying let them in, don't black people realize there's going to be a cap? Don't we realize that all those Haitians, you know, they gave them the notice, they're kicking them out in 2019. There'll be no more black immigrants coming into this country because we're going to be full of, we're going to be full of uh, immigrants. That's right. They're not going to be able to have an unlimited amount of people in the country. They're not going to be able to just keep the doors open for everybody. So they're going to let all of the people that they know are going to give them their political power in, and then they're going to close the door. So the, 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 the Haitian refugees are leaving. But the Mexicans are coming, and we're 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 signing up for this shit. This is what we're signing up. We're signing on to this. Thank you, Camisi Fox. Like, mm-hmm. let's go back to let let's 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 go back down to history because you have to understand history and precedence to kind of understand and see where we're at right now. You remember the time frame where the prisons 
were inhabited with mostly Irish. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, even in that, the prison system being predominantly Irish, we had the lowest numbers in prison, even under Jim Crow. Okay. When they began to privatize the prison system and make it for profit, and as they began to basically declare the Irish white just like them, they began to replace us, replace them with us in the prison system. Mm -hmm. They began to filter us in. So as the Irish became legitimate, we became even more degenerate in their eyes, even more useless. So we became the prison mules. Mass incarceration happens, and we, we it, you know, it, it just keeps pumping, keeps pumping. So think about this. When people see that they're investing in prisons again, like I saw some, some people talking about, oh, yeah, uh, Trump is in office, and I see that, you know, they're, they're investing in prisons more, and they're expanding. No, baby, that started in 2014 under Obama. And the reason why Obama did it, and this is documented, you can look this up yourself, is because, the prison pipeline was supposed to be replaced with illegals, with these Mexicans, because everybody knows that these illegals are out here doing all manner of stuff. They are literally, we're literally in that position now that the Irish were in. Not that they're going to legitimize us as, as fucking white people. That's not what I'm saying. So, you know, I hope no slow motherfucker is trying to say that. They, there's always going to be somebody, but we know what you're saying. What they're trying to do, what... What the right is trying to do is push the, the, the illegals through and we put them in our place. That's why the agenda has been to demonize the illegals. Or not, I don't say demonize, but to shed light on that bullshit. That's mm -hmm. why you had Trump and all of them going around. That's why you see them talking about that Mexican gang, MS-13. Do you know I'm watching um, CNN? And the bitch said that there is no Mexican game called MS-13, that it's a myth. <laughs> there are no Mexican games. They are trying to counter because they have the louder voices. Now, if they're right. trying to highlight the fact that they are the ones that are criminal and illegal. Since they like picking strawberries, why not put their asses in the, in, you know, in the prison system and let them, you know, fucking uh, be the, you know, be the prison labor force? Why mm -hmm. do you have to? Mm-hmm. And it don't sound right. It don't sound fair. But my people been here for too long, utterly and totally busting and disgusted and getting no concession. I don't care about anybody else but our people. We are the ones that are living in this system, working and suffering. And when these Mexicans get over here, they don't identify with us. You got videos going around talking about these motherfuckers. Where is it located? It's, it's located over here. When those Europeans came over here, who was over here? Who was here? When the Europeans came here, who was here when the Queen sent the, the fuckers over here? Who was here? It, right. I, I mean, I agree 100% with what she's saying, but I cannot 100% agree. Because who was here? Mm -hmm. The native was here. Who's the native? You have the, what they call... Yes, black people, but the Mexicans that were here today, that's who, white people always no, misidentify no. us. They give us new names because my, my, I'm, they call me black. And before they called me black, they called me Negro. 
And before they called me Negro, they was calling me my grand, my great grandfather. I went and looked back into my genes and went back and looked into, um, did a research because I come from Wilmington, Delaware and all my family comes from Wilmington, Delaware. Mm -hmm. That's native. All of us come from Wilmington, Delaware. My grandfather, they called him white at one time, put the poor man, my great grandfather, put him in the goddamn army at the age of 57. This is a, what we call in our Indians and our Mexicans because mm -hmm. they called him white at one time with the blue eyes. And then they changed him about 10 years later and called him a Negro. My whole family. They want to know who's native. talking. They just want to. My whole family. You want so to reveal yourself? It's not with them. Right. It's with the European because they were over here. They, the they were here you. anyway. It's on the map. I, you know, right. But and, so, and from what from what my understanding is, when they got here, the earliest accountings of people, when 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 the when the discoverers and the travelers found people, they they looked more like us. Exactly. Well, yeah, they did look they, more like us. And and and, and so what happened is, in, in 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 my opinion, just from my studies and the research, is that when they came over here, and we were you know we were battling with them. Eventually, you know, there was some conquering going on mm -hmm. from place, you know, from place to place, and so with conquering becomes there is race mixing, mm -hmm. and so from what I'm understanding, because there is also evidence that you can go and look up that shows where these natives that you know that we are calling them were trying to make sure that they were separated from Negroes. Who because wouldn't want to be what they belief. did to us? Who wouldn't want to be separated? I'm sorry, from Negro with the way they yeah, treat, well, treat us, well, give well, us well, the scraps, well, put us in jail well, for nothing. Is, Who well, wouldn't want to be separated the from that? The mixed ones, yes, exactly. If they were the mixed ones and they understood that they were on the complexion of, of privilege, the mixed ones absolutely would want to separate from us, from the people that were already here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, they would want to separate. So, yes, the darker nappy head copper color people that were here that Leif Erickson and all of them just de uh, described got intermixed with the Europeans. That's right. And 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 so the lighter skinned Indians that we that, that we see are remnants of the, of, of of those people. Now that yes, I understand that because my family back then because it wasn't even just the Europeans before then um I mean when you go all the way back I'm talking about just back before they bought their asses over here. The the um they were still coming over here around before they were able to make boats. That's why they figured out like we are smart. We were able to make boats and ships before they did. You know what I'm saying? But well, they, no, we, we were, were we were the explorers. We were well. That's we what were, I just we said. Did. We were able they, to make boats and ships before they did. I'm talking about the people of color. I'm talking about the 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 the, the true you know Africans, the uh, Egyptians. Who we we know who we are, and we did that, and we were coming over here, and so were you know the people over there in China, and there there was. So you have your dark here. natives. That's what I know. I know black people were here, but we were across that map. I'm talking about down there, what they call Mexico. We, the, separ the separation is not a true separation. When I look at the map and I see all those lines, that's not true. When I'm walking on the ground, there's no separation for real. The people were here. The Europeans came here and that whole mix was in, that wasn't done by choice. That was done by force. They came here and raped our mothers and our daughters and our fathers. They did that to us. They did that to us. They created that monster. They created that. Uh, today it's like I don't even know who the fuck I am because of the fact that I've got native in my damn family. You know, my family's native, but they calling me Negro. Then they call me black. 
And they call me, and I, so you ask me who I am when I'm, me and my daughter are talking. She's very intelligent. I'm American around this motherfucker. I'm American. That's why I'm Shamel. I got to take that off of me because then I won't even know who I am. Recorded. Yeah. Yeah. I entered into the conference line because I see Brother Holla called in. So let me just get a sound check really quick, Brother Holla. You're there. I know our sisters are making their points. Um, just let me hear your voice. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> That's holler, all right. But continue on, sister, um, you know, with, with your point. Let's just flow. I don't really just, it's just, it's just frustrating to me because of the fact that we're getting mad. I understand about, you know, them, like the Mexicans and stuff like that, but I, I personally cannot be, I don't watch the news and I don't watch the media. I don't let them brainwash me anymore. I've been stopped that when they had that Casey, the girl Casey. Because mm -hmm. I was like, dumb. there's so many women murdering children, so much crime going on, but you're focusing on this one person and you brainwashing me and making right. me hate somebody that I don't even know. Mm -hmm. So I stopped watching it because there's a feeling when you watch the media. I don't look at news. I don't look at none of that. I'm controlled about what I look like, look at. So I don't, to be honest, I would sound ignorant because I don't even, the, the president, I didn't even know his ass was running for the presidency when he did. That's how far out I was because I didn't want to be a part of this system. I want right. to just enjoy my life. I right. want to, um, you know, I am black and I want to run my own business and I want to raise my children. I homeschooled my children, take them out of the hands of the system. Mm -hmm. You know, because when I was in public school, they didn't give a damn about me, a black girl. The, the white teachers, they was always up the asses of the little white girls. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to be funny, no, but I, that's I the way mean. it was. They didn't give me the proper education. They didn't even care. They didn't even care about my problems that I was having. Didn't even notice. I don't even remember a good teacher. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, um, the problem is not, you know, I know they got them Mexicans. We got all kind of cartels. It's just, the problem is where it is. We got to stop giving that power over to them and get the power for ourselves. Stop t saying, you know, like they're doing this thing to us. They're doing this thing to us. Take control. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's not going to be over fighting about it because they got the fucking bigger guns. And then they pushed the damn buttons and stuff. Like when they, the gas went up, I was like, I, I hated that. When I remember when the gas was 99 fucking cents. Remember that? And I said, all we got to do as a community is just one fucking week. Don't go, don't go to work. Don't buy no goddamn gas. Do not buy, pull your black money up out of that bitch. You stop going to the damn, go buy, going to the store, going to the mall, spending your black money. <laughs> Stop sending your children over there to them schools and homeschool your children yourself. It's your responsibility to, to, to raise and train your children. And then we cry and stuff about how much power they have because we give them the power because we don't even trust ourselves or the people around us, our own brothers and sisters. And our brothers, they doing us bad. Our young brothers, they don't know how to treat us right. Listen to the songs. We bitches and hoes and slits and cuts and all kind of stuff. And wonder why a black woman would go to a white man. Because the brother in my neighborhood, I ain't in Chicago. I'm in the dirty, dirty. I'm in the south in Florida. And our brothers ain't treating us right down here. They're not. They're abusive. They don't treat us right. They don't love us. They call us bitch and hoes and they put their hands on us. Now, a white man, I wish he would. That's why you have that going on. And I just, I'm just real simple with it. Take, top, take power for yourself. Homeschool your own children. Go to your own stores. 
Create your own businesses. Learn to love your damn self. Stop giving the power over to them damn day. We give them way too much damn power. They're not that powerful. They have them buttons and they got the bigger guns. But God gave us something different. It's right up in here. And right in here is in that goddamn melanin. But what is it going to take for us to execute that? You know, it takes for us to join together and stop fighting because we're not joined together. We're the most segregated group. And you know I know the answer. I'm just saying that for the po- folks yeah, out there I'm who are listening. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> no. mad right now because even on my job, I was working out there with Disney, the only right. black woman. I'm like, how is there only one black woman artist? We are the artists. Why don't I see black women out here? And then a friend of mine was like, well, yeah, they had one last year, but they fired her. They didn't like her attitude. Mm-hmm. You guys don't understand the attitude of the black woman? You don't know how to deal with the... You know, it's strong, but it's loving. And we're artistic and we're true. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want me around there because I'm not going to let you stand over me and treat me because I know what I give. I work more hours than anybody. But you're not going to stand over me. And they even told me that I will teach you how to humble. I don't need to. You are not going to teach me how to humble. Right. Because I'm not humble and invalid under shit. That's right. You can keep your fucking job. That's right. In fact, I just told them because they wanted me to come out there. They call me when they really need me. Oh, Chamel's really good with the wood graining. Let's call Chamel. Oh, we need some extra help. Nah, I just sent them a text today. I don't even want to fucking work for your ass because mm-hmm. I don't see none of us out there. Mm-hmm. And every time you finish with my ass, you fire me for no reason. So I'll go get my own job even if I'm hungry. I work for myself. That's where it begins. It begins with the person, each individual. Sister Nyla, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. You, you, you muted yourself. <laughs> Let's keep the flow going, y'all. Um, remember, it, it's it's um. Wow, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving. I'm loving it. Y'all know, y'all know. I listen to one of these classics tonight. Um, Damn right, right there, right yeah. there. Black folks can't be afraid to die for the greater good. Yes. Everybody Listen, else. I have to ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else who's in the chat or who's in the, a conference uh, uh, a part, just mute your phone until you're ready to, to talk because there's a lot of background um, noise coming through. We got everything going, so it's easy to tip over and get a lot of feedback. So, so go ahead, um, Sister Nyla. Well, my question is this: I understand, like, there definitely probably needs to be a, a, an understanding of history in its proper context, and I'm not sure if it's ever been completely laid out, but. Right now, like, the baby is crying now, right? So at this point, is it in our best interest to say, let's open these doors for these illegals as black people? Keep talking, I'll be right back. given Given that we understand that these are the people that you go into their neighborhoods, they have Blue Lives Matter flags up, they are work, they're driving the living wages down, they do not support any causes for us, they do not, they, I mean, they don't treat their own kind right when they are dark-skinned. So, obviously, yeah, they have a problem with life. That's right. It's true. So, so, what is the point of even, at this point, worrying about any of this? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what is it that you, what, what are you saying when you say that? When I say what? That you're, that, 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 that when you say that you, you're tired of all this fighting with them. It's not that I'm what tired you, what, of fighting. I'm talking about 
the European. I'm talking about all of us. It's not really the Mexicans against the blacks or the blacks against the Mexicans. Against, it's the Europeans against anything of color, anything that got some melanin in that shit. Yeah, but they have, they have allies. They have the, the, the Europeans have allies, and there are some people that are going to always align themselves with them. And we're in a critical state right now. Who are now. our allies? Yes, they're... they're Who are know, our allies? Okay, allies, we, me and you, right? We have, we're, to, we, we have to join together. We have to be able to... We have to be able to identify who our allies are. First, we have to understand what that we want the common goal is, is for us to succeed and for us to win. Right. And for us to succeed and us to win, we have to be selfish. We have to think for ourselves. That's right. We don't have time to feed somebody else's children That's right. or worry about somebody else's that's problems. Right. So I'm so. If so I'm, that's why I'm asking you how do who are how do we do this thing? Do you know what I'm saying? Because we can we can fuss about it all day long, but I'm like, uh, that's, do something about. I mean, how do you do that when there is when we don't have an ally but ourselves? I won't say that we don't. I think we do. There that's why I'm asking you, who are our allies? That we are, okay, I'm I'm trying to explain to you. Okay. The the problem is we do have to look at things from a logical standpoint. There are allies that we can use our, uh, that are ne aren't necessarily our people, but because they need us, we can leverage them. We can we can we can use the we if if we band together and we stop fighting you know against our interests over here with this Democratic Party and over, you know, over here worrying about what's going on mm -hmm. and we take a step back. Like, at this point, if what's going on in this country, what black people need to do really is fall back and let them kick them out. Because the benefit of them being kicked out is the plan coming together for us. Is the job of, the, I mean, the simple analogy that I gave where they kicked all of them out and all, and, and you know, they were 75% of the workforce Mm -hmm. And all those jobs went to black people. Right. We need to we need to get the fuck out of this fight. We need to get out of this illegal fight. Damn right, I will. I'm not in the fight any so damn way. We need to we need to yeah. we need to identify what the what the major problem is. And right now the major problem is we need to secure an economy for ourselves. We need jobs, right? That's right. We need jobs, we need That's housing, right. we need credit, we That's need right. all these kind of stuff. Those things are on the table for us. But it's not on the table for us if if the money has to go to them. If the resources have to go to them, if we have to share share the shit with them, yes, thank you. so what we need to do is 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 sit back and allow the shit to take place, and 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 stop stop worrying about them. Right. Okay, I do agree with that. The, like, because I I just believe in the art of allowing. Just I don't I didn't even know we was like I told you. I'm excuse me, brothers and sisters, if y'all feel like I'm ignorant, but I divorced the system. I divorced the medium because there's something in it. I could feel it in my soul when I listen to it. I don't listen to it. I don't watch it. I don't do none of it because I was tired of allowing that to to manipulate how I respond or decide to live. You know my life, and I'm and I'm raising children. Hold it up for the camera. Show, I wasn't show, supposed to do show, right. and, show, and, and the thing the is, I want, right I want all of our children, <laughs> I want all of our children to make it and have a fair shot, yes. and everybody else does, but I cannot put their children in front of our children. I cannot put their interests in front of our interests. Gotta love yourself. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about. I mean, it, yeah, it sounds fucked up. I don't care about babies crying at the border because I got babies crying <laughs> in the hood. That's right. I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. I don't care about 
four Mexicans because I have four black people here. So there is no way we should be walking around talking about save them when Antoine Rose is dead and shot from a fucking cop. There's no way we should be out here saying we need to shut down uh, the ICE police, the the immigration police, when when our brother just got shot two days ago in Chicago for no damn reason Mm -hmm. by the cops. We're too, we're too short-sighted. We need to get into a mode that is protect our own interests only. Yeah, because everybody does. They, we, we do all have that where they, everybody's protecting their own interests, right. but the black people, we don't do that all together. We need to understand what it really means to be black first. Exactly. And a lot of people like to cite, you know, like well, they, people will say white people stick together. White people, you know, they, they align together. They, they're monoliths. No, the fuck they not. They don't stick together. They're not a monolith. But this is what they do. They put their own interests first. They give their own people benefit of the doubt first. They protect their own. They don't all think the same. Like sticking together to they, don't have, they don't all have the same belief system. They don't have the same religion. Mm-hmm. But they don't let any of that shit separate them from being for their own people. The sisters that got locked up, about the uh, about the illegal old man, the 92-year-old man, that we don't even know her side of the story. We just know that it's a beat-up Mexican man, an old man, you know, um, on the screen telling us that, you know, he didn't do anything but accidentally bump the child. We don't know what happened. But logically, do you really think that a black woman walking with her child is going to beat a man with a fucking brick just because he accidentally bumped her? Do we really think that? I'm sorry, I didn't know that but story because I told, story. I don't follow the yes. media. What happened? Yes. So there was a there was a there was a a story going around. There's a 92 year old elderly illegal guy, and right. you know the, the the media makes the story sound all pathetic and pitiful. And you know, you know, for for all practical purposes, it is it is a pathetic story. Yeah. But basically, what they said was he accidentally bumped into her child while on the walk, oh, and okay. she ended up uh, beating him up with the brick. Yeah, none of this right. is on sister, tape. She ain't gonna do that. None of this, nobody knows what happened, but I see black people demonizing this woman. White people kill us on tape. We can watch. We watch that white man kill Philando, and then we hear white people saying we needed to see what happened before. We don't know the whole story. I There's had a white man put his hand on my daughter. Always. He put his hand on my daughter. Let me tell you what this sister did. I went because my ankle was broken at that time. But when I found out about it, I went out there, I found me a broom, and I chased his ass to his fucking front door, and I had some brothers around me. One of them was six foot seven, and even some Europeans around there, because they got to like me in the neighborhood, and they said, man, you better stand there and get your beating. I slapped the shit out of his ass a couple times, and I, the white woman that tried to rescue him and, and keep him in the house, I said, you better get, you better open that door before I break that goddamn window coming there at your ass, too. And this man right here got got my broomstick and beat the shit out of his ass because he put my hands on my child. And I'm talking about sexual. Mm-hmm. So a, a woman about their children, they don't play. And you're right, the media is hiding some shit because a woman ain't going to, not no black woman going to pick up no brick and knock somebody upside their head about their child unless they really went too far. Exactly. Right. So at, at any rate, the sister, 
they're, they're, everybody is running to the defense of this old man, and there's no video footage, there's no evidence, and everybody is assuming that she's wrong because we have to, and, and, and we don't even see the mental play that's going on with that. With this whole thing, if a illegal immigrant and a barely can speak English Mexican woman can just on her word say that this is how this happened and have a sister arrested with no evidence and no other witnesses, they've become the new white people. No evidence. They can, so you mean to tell me this man who doesn't even belong here, there's no witnesses, there's nothing, she's arrested, and we're not saying anything? If it was reversed, there would be a GoFundMe, and that girl would be out on bond right now. And I use that example just to say that that is the difference between us and them. We don't reach for ours. We let every other thing separate us. You're Christian, you're Muslim, you're this, you're that. Um, but that's not what Black First is. Black First is put us above everybody and then mind your fucking business about everything else. Everybody think everybody's talking about this get on cold shit, but don't nobody know what a cold is. The cold is if you black, and as long as you're not a fucking traitor, and you ain't out here cooning and doing that bullshit, and, and, and you know, you ain't on no bullshit, and you're not a detriment to our community. Get on cold is I'm on your side regardless. This is why they have so much strength in their, in their declining numbers. Because everybody like and numbers do mean something. But if you don't have numbers, you should at least have unity in that. You understand what I mean? Yeah, that's good. I mean, it sounds right, but it'd be so nice if we did it. I mean, it sounds it good be. coming out, baby girl. It sounds good coming out, but it'd be so nice if we did it. Move a little closer to the mic. We can't hear you. Yeah, there you go. Yes, my brother. What's up, my brother? I've been listening to the This is Information Man. All right. Well, I've been listening to the uh, program. Yes, welcome, brother. I love uh, what this... Uh, uh, it's good to hear you, brother. Um, it's great to hear the sisters speak speak the truth as they speak. Um, I believe, uh, brother, that um, we don't need... I think the sister's saying that we need to step back and let the system do what it's going to do to these, these uh, illegal immigrants or whatever we want to call them. I think that black folks, we don't have time to sit back. We need to organize amongst ourselves while whatever the government's going to do to these folks, they're going to do to them. I don't got time to worry about what they're going to do. We need to worry about what we need to do as black people. One of our problems is tribalism, which is why Africa was able to be conquered and carved up by Europeans, is that we got too much damn tribalism. I heard the sister speak earlier. We're caught up in religion. We can't even get along with each other because I'm a Muslim, I'm Hebrew, I'm I'm Christian. That's one of our problems, that indoctrinated religions that come from somebody else's mind, and we're losing our damn minds because we're focused on some sort of belief system and something instead of believing in what the sister says, be black first. We were black and on this world and on this damn planet before these religions were even here. We're older than these damn religions. Let's get back to what we are, black first, and maybe we need to focus on connecting with people who think like us in terms of being self-in-kind. We can't save every black person. There's black folks out there that are going to believe in the system that it, that's, that's political, Democrat, Republican. The hell with them. Focus on black folks that are about, about what's best for us. Connect with people that are self-in-kind. This program that you have on right now is a part of waking black people up. Maybe this will call out people to organize, connect with each other. 
I think one of our problems is that we don't have the Booger T. Washington of cooperative economics. We oh. wouldn't even have a problem, these problems in some, in some cases, brother, if we had our own businesses. You don't see other groups crying and whining about what the government's not doing for them because they've got their own economic. And I understand our slave experience makes us a hell of a lot different because we did not get generational wealth. But I think black folks, if we could focus on how can we create cooperative economics amongst ourselves, support each other's businesses, worry about ourselves economically, where we don't have to be impacted by, because when we're talking about these jobs that the immigrants or the illegals will come over here and get, the fact that we even have to say we're looking for a job is a damn shame, because it says to me that we as a people have not created an infrastructure to employ our own people because we're still waiting on the white man to give us a damn job that he wants to replace us with by giving it to the Mexicans and any other damn group that comes over here. That's the damn thing. And that, that would Where sound, that would sound that we good if we had control. That would sound good if the, 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 the point whole is, concept is, of a is nation we, within a nation makes we, sense. We don't have Everybody, exactly, we, we don't have control because we don't. We don't have control over agriculture. We don't have control over agriculture. Do not have to. We're remember, only, remember, remember, one, one at a time, y'all. One at a time. Go ahead, Nyla. I, I just want to make this point. Remember, there was a time when black people, we were in agriculture after slavery, after Reconstruction. We went into what? Sharecropping. That was another ripoff because that kept us as slaves to the land. Right. I know I we don't control. have the infrastructure. Right. I say control. We, yeah, but we, 13, I, yeah, we are 13% yeah, of the population. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thirteen percent of the population. We, so we got to stop getting out of using that term. Thirteen point five percent of the population. That's another lie. How the hell? I'm forty eight years old. How the hell can we be thirteen percent of the population when we've been here for over five hundred years? Hell, we've been over here a freaking billion years. That's another manipulation of their the numbers man, it, it, to make it, it, us think it, it, that we're a small group. That's right. We are a small group. We are because we've been here doesn't necessarily mean that the numbers are going to rise just because we've been here. Being here doesn't necessarily mean... Yeah, but you, that's what you've been conditioned to believe, that we're only 13% of the population, to believe that we're a small number and that we can't uh, become a power. We, we can do whatever we want as black people, as our ancestors if we but put our minds together, belief. come together. This is and what get, I see. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Hold on now. One at a time. One at a time. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Whoever that's talking. Okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have to block somebody here. Whoever's jumping, we're going to do it one at a time. This is not going to be degraded down into a screaming match like so many of these other shows. We're not going to do that here. We're going to have intelligent dialogue. This is the problem with us as a people. We, 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 we're passionate, yes. And we feel our ideas are, are, are important, and they are. But we got to be able to. This is not going to resonate with anybody if it's not a great listening experience. After a point, people are going to say, "Oh my God!" And this is what they're going to say: "Niggas are making too much noise." Yeah. I have the lines open. I can moderate. I let people talk. I don't mind a little bit of rolling around in the dirt sometimes. But when, when it gets to the point where we can't hear either side and it becomes a pissing contest, you know, then what's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, you know, we can go on and take a walk somewhere and do something else. Go ahead. Go ahead. One at a time. I had a, I had a, I had a, I had a point that I was trying to make. I had a point that I was trying to make that one, they create myths about what we are, who we are, and even our numbers. Two, 
anything that becomes a reality, thought, everything starts with a thought in your mind, a belief in your mind. If you think you can, if you believe yourself, you can do anything you want. But we as black people have to get out of a cultural conditioning that we are under, we are marginalized, undervalued type people. The society tries to undervalue us. We must start with our minds to change our circumstances, and that comes together with having people that have like minds to work together economically to deal with the problems that we deal with. We're always talking about what we're going to do, but how often do we actually do it when we've got so much division amongst ourselves? Uh, based on, like I said, religion, politics, and all these things that divide us, this tribalism is the death. Of, it's going to be the death of us trying to accomplish what we are being attacked with by this system. That's all I'm trying to say. I didn't want to make an argument, but I hear that 13%, and that's something that's been pushed on us by the European mindset that we're only 13%. Hey, I haven't said anything. Can I please respond to that? Because here's the thing. The reason why I, I was trying to engage you in conversation is because when you say all of that, uh, now that you've said all of that, all of that is what sticks. When you could have stopped, when you originally said 13.5% and tried to shit on it, I could have stopped you there and shown you between abortions, mass incarceration, Planned Parenthood, Jim Crow, we, where would our numbers have ever grown in history? I mean, every every decade, every 20, 30 years, you can see how we've been systematically destroyed. So how dare you imply that we should have more numbers in a place where we have been designed to not be? There, there's been a, a plan from the beginning for us not to have numbers here. So for you to imply that the propaganda is someone telling you that their plan to keep our numbers low has been successful. No, dog, you don't understand the definition of propaganda. You don't know what propaganda is because you're spewing propaganda. And let, because you would have to either be telling me, A, that it's, we would be near somewhere 20%, and then you would have to somewhat include every other black person, not necessarily a descendant of slave or a person that was indigenous here, but someone that's an immigrant, um, swirlers kids. You have to almost include everyone. But uh, to say 13.5% of America is black, meaning black mother, black father, black grandmother, black grandfather, your roots are black? Oh, no, I, I don't think that's propaganda at all. I never said and that, I'm, brother. I, would, I, would, I, I never, I never said that. You got, it, you got it completely wrong. I said that's that exactly we've been taught over all these years that we're only that was your premise. Look, brother, that was just, your premise, though. My 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 premise is that we've been taught this. Look, look, look. I I studied this statistics. If you know anything about statistics, they can be manipulated. They can be extracted. Just like the bell curve that was used to say that black people were intelligent. They use. I mean, but I'm, 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 I'm all I'm basically saying, brother, is that. Yes, yes, we've been told and taught in school and in a society that black people make up 13.5% of the population. All I'm simply saying to you is that I don't believe that that is our percentage because and when you know that. Based on and, what? And I'm, bas they, yeah, I'm basing that's it what on I the fact know. that. To, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to say it to you if I can. I'm not trying to argue with nobody and I'm not trying to put out propaganda. I'm simply saying that everything we know about statistics, 
and what's told to us about what's happening to the black community usually is always being projected by Europeans. They use these numbers. Can I say? The last numbers I looked at, when you go to the FBI statistics, crime statistics, and you look at statistics, they always have had us down at 13.5%. I'm simply saying let's not allow ourselves to be spoon-fed. We keep talking about the system. And the white man this and the white man that. Do you know the thing about the birth rates? The birth rates. Do you know how many black people have been born in the land? Sir, 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 I'm not trying to argue with you. But the FBI doesn't keep track of black birth rates. You didn't let me finish what I was going to say to you. I understand. I understand. Brother Keith. That birth rates that are low based on the fact that black people there's a high abortion rate with black children. I know that. I'm simply saying that most of what we think, we think that we're 13% of the population only based on what mm-hmm. Europeans are telling us when they use their manipulative statistics. Now, the statistics, if you, take any, if you take any stat class, they tell you in stat the I understand about, sir, 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 I know about all the eugenics movement. Brother, I work in psychology. Psychology came out of eugenics. Brother, I work in the prison system. I know about the right. prison system, too. Brother, I'm not some right. rookie here, dude. I'm basically telling you, you that like all, I'm, all I'm saying, well, I'm not going to get into a back and forth with you, sir, because that's what you want to try to create. I'm not going to do you that. No, what I'm I want you to do you. is explain to me where you're no. showing, you're saying that we're more than 13.5% of the population. What I, what you I, haven't no, shown sir, anything sir, to say sir. that. Okay, sir, I'm simply saying that when you take a statistics class, you take classes and you study statistics, it, it has been proven that they know how to manipulate these statistics to show what they want to reflect about us. So they You're people. referring to crime statistics. No, I'm really talking about In the In the <laughs> crime statistics, no, no, the crime statistics brought up the 13.5%. Sir, you didn't let me finish instead of cutting me off. I would have told you that in the crime statistics, they also break down crime by different races, and they had black people down for the 13% of the population of the country. I'm basically saying that that's something that's been spoon-fed to us. We've been, on, we've been on this goddamn planet for billions of years. We know that black folks have been killed by cops, that children have been aborted. I'm not denying any of that stuff. I just don't want to buy into the thought pattern from the white man telling me what my population is based on their statistics when I know for a fact from my own studies that white people lie on statistics and they will show statistics to make us look negative. You had the Motorham report that came out years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, let me bust in. You had the Motorham report. If y'all don't mind. Go ahead, we're going to get a moment of silence right now. Okay, here we go. Watch the magic. On the show, she got off television. She got off all the propaganda. Okay, that's the master control switch. You know, we're going to keep it real calm here. Before we let it degrade down into just rolling around in the dirt too much and the screaming, like I said, I just want to have everybody just have a nice listening experience. So we can get something from this afterward. And um, like I said, there's no need to scream. One at a time. We got time. This is not something that has commercials. This is not something that has um, a limit. Right? Even though we might make it a limit, the time is flying. But I'm going to open the lines up. And I want you all, um, I think Kamisi Fox is talking right now. Let him talk one at a time. Let's roll like that. No need for screaming. We're home. We're itching our feet, scratching our nuts, relaxing, eating some nice stuff. Um, come on, y'all. Let's, let's relax. Here we go. 
All right, y'all. Yeah. Lines are open. I will thank you. I'm going to just finish saying this real quick. We all need to do what that sister on the panel is doing. I don't know her name. The one that was talking about her uh, heritage, uh, her people being from Wilmington, I believe. Um, but we, we need to get off of the propaganda. I want to issue the the uh, pull your head out of white people's ass challenge. Get off the propaganda. Let's go. Let's be off of it. Let's all of us here on this panel stay off the propaganda. Let's let's find a, a, a month. Stay off Let's pledge. And then we Let's okay, all make a pledge. Okay, Put your hand up. Let's all make a pledge. <laughs> Show the hand on the camera now. We all make a pledge. Okay. I didn't get it out. I didn't even get it out. We don't I don't want it. Okay. The conversation for me is done. Okay, hold on. What'd you say, Nyla? Nyla, what Talk to me. No, I, you, you, no I'm just saying I, I was hoping that, you know, we could be all over the place now. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I know. That's, and we're going to keep just, it. That's, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, no, no. We, 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 we good. We, we're going to keep it. I want you because your name is on this show. We decided we want to have your points get out there. And for those who don't know, Nyla Ahmad, I want everybody to subscribe to her channel. We're building a channel up. She's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Whether people agree or not, we're going to support her. You know what I mean? Because at least we have a chance to directly chop it up. At least she's bold and brave enough to not be a coon to be able to say what it is that's on her mind, bold and whatever. Um, again, when it starts to get to a fever pitch where we start having folks start screaming and screaming, I'm like, what's the screaming for? What's the screaming for? Let's talk. Let's relax. Let's talk. No need to scream. Go ahead, uh, sweetheart. Go ahead and talk to me. I, I want make, to make, make one point. The brother came on saying the turn off the TV challenge. And this, this, and, and, and no disrespect, because I think that this, he made, I'm glad that he said that because people, because he doesn't even realize that he just hung himself with that. The reason that to say turn off the TV and then follow up with this rhetoric is asinine because the, the, the stuff that we're talking about, the black folks walking around saying, um, say the illegal, fuck Trump. Do this, do that. That's the TV. Everyone, most 90% of us are in complete alignment with white supremacy right now, and we don't know it. Mm -hmm. And we don't know it. So I don't want turning off the TV, but I don't think that we're the people that you need to be telling to turn the TV off. Right. I'm not up here. Uh, you, don't, you don't hear me coming from the echo chamber perspective. You don't hear me saying what the echo chamber says. I'm not on that shit, and most people, most most of my comrades aren't. The TV is the, pro the, 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 the the turn off the TV people are the ones that are talking like you all, and I, I and I don't mean you like you personally, but I'm I'm saying that is that is the whole problem. Well, you you got to look at it. It wasn't about um, we think that we none of this. It was about myself. It was about my children, and it was about my life. We're closer to my my turning off the TV. It was never about um. Like race or anything. It's about I wasn't love. Talking about what you say. I wasn't talking about what you said. Oh, okay. I was talking about the yeah. the, uh, the sermon we were about to give. Yeah. I was talking about that. It's starting to get kind of heated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't throw that out there because of that. It's just that's just what I do. That's just a personal. That's no, a I personal, know. I, I, yeah. I know where you are. I know where you are, sister. I Thank wasn't. You. Um, yeah. I wasn't even. It's just that, like, a lot of times when when we're dealing with these issues, um, we're like what we're doing now. The reason why our conversation is 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 dwindling down to, to this is because we some of us can't comprehend multiple concepts at the same time. Like we're we have the, the one brother telling us about the, the statistics and we're supposed to, you know, build the, the nation within the nation. And then it's, uh, well, the white man told us the wrong number and all that kind of stuff. And it is just, you got to be able to balance the conversation. That's Listen, all. Man. I love to talk That's to her just personally. <laughs> I'd be like, all proud <laughs> I would. I'm serious. I just. So we're at, Two years almost to the date. Yes. Of, uh, My dear of, brother. Of, of, yeah. Brother Cosmo. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's weird thing. I'm sorry to just jump in on that, but I, I wanted to say, you know, long live his spirit. Um, the media did not do him right. I knew him not face to face personally, but we knew each other very well. We'd speak on the phone constantly. And no, I'm not trying to get brownie points or claim something that will build it up more than what it was. There are many people that I speak to now that um, that are going to be very influential in the future. And this is what I want to say. And, I, you know, the baton is passed on to me. I would not be doing him right if I went along with the narrative of what the white supremacist media wants to put out. Oh, he was a cop killer with P PTSD. He was a targeted individual. Many people don't understand what that is when the government and the powers that be target you for whatever reasons. They know who you are. They know what your mission is. The man was in the service and he came out of the service and he traveled all through the motherland learning different things on spirituality from people who the white media would never speak on and who the medical field will steal from and want to use their syn synthetic derivatives as their own. He was about the mental, the physical, and the spiritual. Very strong. One of the most beautiful conversations. And we know with me it's no homo, right? But one of the most beautiful conversations between two men was experienced between him and I about his love for his people. He wasn't fleecing the flock. He wasn't trying to be famous. He wasn't getting on YouTube and saying, please subscribe to my channel. Please subscribe to my channel. Please look at me. Look at me. He was out there taking his own money, sharing his experiences through his books, had his books for sale. But most often he went around to the different so-called, what many would call hoods, giving his books away in barbershops, on street corners, but his whole life was reduced to an incident that I can't say I know was him for sure. I don't know. But this is what I do know. What they would call an alpha male. That's not supposed to be when you're a black man. They're trying to erase us off the face of the earth. We are a threat to white supremacy. I'm not hating on anybody who may be same gender loving or call themselves a person who's in the LGBTQ movement or lifestyle or whatever that umbrella is. 
I'm about black empowerment because we're the low man on the totem pole across the board. There should not be in a perfect world a totem pole. In a perfect world, all of our feet should be grounded and we should be learning and loving and working along with each other. So I'm not going to stop talking about it. People are going to say I'm a racist. People are going to say I'm hating. But why can't we all be fair? Since we're not fair, and since someone out here benefits from the exploitation of black people, I'm not going to sit here with the pebble in my shoe and be quiet about it. So when you have a man who's influential like Brother Cosmo, government name Gavin Long, Google it. They came after him, harassed him. I don't know what they did. I don't know if that's a computer-generated image. I don't know, because that's not the guy that I talked to. It looked like him. And when I was on the Dr. Drew show, they didn't want to hear nothing about the good side and the good things that he had to offer. Yes, he's human. Yes, he was flawed like all of us are. But at 29 years old, do you expect him to be perfect? He was good enough for you to be in your service and be on the front line of your wars. So he's no good for his people now. He's a bad man when he stands up for his people and shows an undying committed love for his people. Two years ago, they say he killed three cops. And I don't care if they get mad if they say, oh, no, they say. Because since they, the white supremacist European white media, is so much full, excuse my French, of goddamn lies, I'm going to take their word for it. I'm going to take their word for it. It's very emotional for me. Because this man called me on the phone constantly. I called him on the phone constantly. He was always on the he was always on the move. And everything I saw him do was for the upliftment of his people. As soon as this incident happened, they took his books off of Amazon. I have two of the books. One of them is autographed. His mother called me. She was on Tavis Smiley and she called me. I'm not saying because I'm all that, but she knew that I was going to let her talk. And she appreciated how I did her son while he was here and after he transitioned. And when they came to me, CNN, Headline News, and wanted me on the show, we sat down over the phone. It was divine because I had that week off from the plantation and the incident that they said happened was on a Sunday. I didn't know it was my friend that did that as they say he did that because we were speaking about that after it happened because I never knew him by his government name. I'll be done in three minutes. I just want to put something out there. Yeah. So the media sort of buzzing my phone. CNN, NPR, BBC, Washington Post, New York Daily News, New York Times, what the hell's going on? So after I realized that it was him and they wanted to get a different word 
because they didn't have many people who knew him that they could speak about directly. I said, okay, I'll do it because I'm going to represent. I'm not going to get up there and go, <laughs> I was on TV and I'm going to shit on my brother just so I can come back on TV, right? No, I ain't doing that. So they told me I had five minutes, which is an eternity to be broadcast all over the world. And I knew it probably wouldn't go down like that. So the first few producers were telling me, well, listen, we're not going to tell you what to say, but we want to speak on four or five different aspects of his life from your dealings with him. And we're going to give you that time. And I know I could say a whole lot of things in five minutes. Well, they already had the graphics ready. They already had everything set up. And I believe it was Brother Tariq Nasheed that was on a segment before speaking about something else. And they had a man named Horace. I forgot what his last name was, but he didn't like Brother Cosmo. He was an in-house coon. And I don't like the way the flavoring was going and the atmosphere was being painted before I came in. But I kept my cool. So I heard the engineers behind me in my earphones as they were getting ready. Dr. Drew was there, wasn't live yet. He was getting his massage. We were already set to go. When they started to roll the graphics after I started talking, which the first 30 seconds were cool. But then the night before, the CNN producers, and this is what I never told anybody before, I did a show the night before speaking about Brother Cosmo being a freedom fighter. And I know the white supremacist media did not like me calling him that because they assumed that when I said freedom fighter, that I condoned or was in favor of him killing the three cops. Well, I didn't say I didn't condone it. I didn't say I wasn't in favor. I didn't say anything. I just said he was a freedom fighter. First and foremost, my imprint, the imprint of him on my soul, I saw through the constant communication and conversations for hours on end, he wasn't thinking about no cops. He wasn't thinking about killing white people. And some will say, well, one of them was a black cop. Well, he had the uniform on, so he represented white supremacy. When I was a correction officer in different facilities, I had to get the backlash of what that uniform meant. For my purpose, it was a job to feed my family. But I understood what it looked like. And they understood after a while what my true essence was because I wasn't about getting my manhood from a platform of white supremacy being a junior overseer in somebody else's affairs. That's why they don't like me. So when I called him a freedom fighter, Dr. Drew flipped it. Well, he called himself a freedom fighter. What do you think he meant about, uh, you know, with that, Lance? And so I told him. He had a concern for his people on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. That was his concern on a health, fitness, spiritual, mental upliftment, and unifying level. Because if we are the bottom of the totem pole, as many feel, we have the most power, but we're not doing too good. What if we unify?
See, if we think like the white supremacist mind, we're unifying to come and kill all the white people. We're unifying and we're going to take everything. Well, I mean, if it's about taking everything, we built everything. So that wouldn't be too bad now, would it? But if we have a righteous mind, which the enemy does not have a righteous mind, we would uplift the whole world. But somebody doesn't want to lose control to exploit us. And they know they sit in our seat. They're, they're, they're trying on our outfit now. And it feels good. They don't want to give it back. Like that man who borrowed the tool from you that's yours and never gave it back. He kept it so long that he thought it was his. Now you got to go back. And if you remind him that it's yours, he might reason, no, it's not yours. You just have to be cool and slick and say, can I borrow that tool? And when you get it, you never give it back because he'll never think to come and ask you because he knows deep down that it belongs to you. So they didn't like my answer. So the five minutes of, of, of fame that I was going to have on the Dr. Drew show that I wasn't crazy over, that I didn't ask for, some of y'all out here in YouTube land would, would have a heart attack if you had that so-called opportunity. But I'm glad you all saw that I didn't kiki for anything. I've been on TV before. It's no big thing. But no matter where I am, I'm going to speak. And I'm not going to shit on anybody here. I love my people. And you killed Cosmo. I'm here, right? So you're going to have to kill all of us to shut us up. So just like that light bulb that gets more powerful... When everything else that's draining it in the house's electric system goes down, that goes up. There are people out here who have lost their lives after living a life of upliftment for us. And we don't walk with them. We don't think about them on the way to the mall. We don't think about them on the way to the club. We don't think about them where we got a new squeeze that we're looking to get with that night. We're so hedonistic. And the white man's sugar is so sweet. That demonic sugar is so sweet. And for all you out there who are going to, oh, that's hate talk. Listen, shut up. That's how black people talk. When was the last time you saw me punch a white man in the face? When was the last time you saw me disrespect a white woman? If you put yourself in that line, I'm going to get you. I'm a pit bull. But let's never forget Brother Cosmo. Brother Cosmo loved his people. He loved his people. That's all he lived for. And he was gone at 29 years old. There's some of us who lived twice that age. And never got done. What he did. The brother wrote books. And if you read those books, I have to reach out to his mother. Just give me two more minutes. I'll shut up. They took him off of Amazon. They don't want that information that he had in those books to get out because let me tell you something. It just wasn't a novelty where, oh, he's just talking about the man because he's dead now. What they would say is dead. He's transitioned. You can't kill black energy. You think so? Look out in space. What you see? Nothing but black. But they didn't want that information getting out. 
They knew it was more about that. And there were more things that he was going to reveal. And the powers that be said, this man is so unselfish, so uncompromised that he's sharing this stuff for free. You couldn't buy Brother Cosmo. Yeah, you know, he was a handsome, very muscular young man. And at one point in his life, like with many of us, you know, he loved keeping his finger and other things in the, in the, in the cookie jar. But at the time that I spoke with him, he was celibate for several years, a year or two or three, 29 years old and healthy. That means you got conviction if you can control that. So for us to reject everything in the system that's conducive to our being exploited, used, blinded, we need to reject it. Not a little bit of it, but all of it. And so using that example, that bright flash of a life on this level that Brother Cosmo had slash has, because as long as all of us are here, walking this earth on this plane, Brother Cosmo's not dead. Brother Malcolm is not dead. Marcus Garvey's not dead. The baton is in our hand. And it behooves me. It hurts me. It hurts me to see how many of us throw down the baton for the very trinkets of your own oppressor. We dress up in our suits. We brag about the jobs we work on. That's my building over there. That's my job. And yes, I, I, I'm getting paid quite well. And at the red light, when you're in your Mercedes Benz, you're looking down at that brother like he's nothing because of some extra smoke coming out of his vehicle or he needs to change the brakes, but he ain't getting paid for two weeks, so he better hit them brakes slow. I know about that. Red light up there, drive slow so I can hit the brakes less. We got to stop that. But when it comes time, if you love your slave master like that and he don't give a damn about you, die with him. Die with him. Die with him. Stay with him. Don't do like Amorosa. Oh, my black people. It hurt me the things that I heard. You had your nose so far up Donald Trump's backside. And I have a hunch. I have a strong hunch. And for a second, I just want to see if you agree by putting a camera on you. I think Amorosa was just a bed wench for Donald Trump. And I love my sisters. But what do you think? What do you think? You think Amorosa was hitting them off? With the knee pads? You must have thought I was joking when I said I don't watch the media. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You're the wrong person. <laughs> You're, You're the wrong, wrong person, person to ask. Let me yeah. tell you something. The, it, look, Monica Lewinsky wasn't the only one in the White House on her knees. It's a very symbolic thing. But when she was on her knees with Donald Trump, because I got in, inside information on Trump, baby. Trust me. He wasn't paying her no mind. He knew she had an expiration date. And that's how many of us get fooled. We think we're in. We think we're in the white world. Again, I don't speak out of hate. I'm telling you what I see out there. Do you hate the doctor when he tells you that you're sick? He's telling you the truth. So that he can help to make you better. It's a damn shame that American doctors never heal you. They just give you some pills to hide the symptoms. And that's the problem. We're walking around delusional. Ignoring the symptoms. Thinking we're all right while we walk with the sickness 
around us. So these things are going to keep on happening. So as long as we have delusional Negroes out here, we got these permit patties out here, barbecue Beckys out here, and that mentality now, let me tell you something, best to do, we're in it, but we're not of it. And if you can, get the hell out of this country. Get the hell out of this country. I tell people who live here, ain't nothing here. There's nothing here. It's a beautiful land. The creator made it. But it's not a perfect world over here. Do you want to spend? I'm 55 years old. I'm still waiting for the kumbaya moment. I'm just joking, y'all. I was never waiting for it. I came out the womb. Like I said, when I was born, it was only but a few seconds before white supremacy slapped me. As soon as I came out my mother's womb, pow! I said, damn it, this is going to be a rough one. A white man smacked me. Go ahead, Nyla. I can go on forever. I'm going to have to do another live stream maybe later on the night or tomorrow because Cosmo, man, Brother Cosmo, Gavin Long, y'all Google it. Y'all Google the name. You go to my channel, you see the little interview I did with Dr. Drew, whatever have you, and you'll see the interview that I did with him. After that, even before that, the media, they come peeking on what, up on what we're talking about, and the government been all up in my ass. Literally. Just watching like voyeurs, like 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 people did a peep show, like like people like a peeping Tom. Well, who who land? He had Cosmo on there, so who he gonna have now? See, and I'm not, I'm not afraid. Put me out in the blaze. I don't care. That's why every day you must do something and fight, 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 fight. I don't care who you are, whatever way you can do. I don't care if you push a broom for a living. Fight. How do you fight? By going and fight, fighting the person? No. You fight them tendencies that you have on the inside to want to hug up with them on that level of exploitation where you automatically know, oh, as soon as that white man comes in, he must be the boss, man. No, you stand up right. The creator didn't make you to be no punk for no, nobody else. The creator didn't make you to be no punk for no next black man. That's right. I'm not bending over for nobody. I'm going to love and be subservient and help my brothers who are about it. I have no problem. I'm not trying to have a pissing contest with my brother. We'd all be bruised up because we all are mighty. But I'm not bending over to anybody who has that mind of white supremacy. I don't bend over no way. It got to be some money for you to bend over and pick it up and I'm watching who's behind me. <laughs> But I will give the shirt off of my back. I'll give every moment of my day. I'll talk with brothers on the bus and say, hey, I'm getting out. 1.30 in the morning, you're going to be out on the corner? I'm coming back. You see my car come up in the driveway all times at night. It's not about a talk show. I haven't even been do doing lots of live streams. I know you can get more hits doing that. I got the whole, I got everything in here to do it. It's not about fame. I'd rather be out there in the corner talking to my brothers like Brother Cosmo did. This, he traveled the country, traveled out of the country, unseen. He did things online, but they demonized him online after he transitioned because they didn't like what he said. Now, Sister Nyla said a call dropped. Let me add her back in. And um, that's my cue to actually shut up for now. She's directly in. Let's add her in. I'm glad she said that so I could see. 
because I was getting a little psycho here. I was, I was, <laughs> you got to pull me back in. Yeah, here she is. Here she All is. Right, yeah, beautiful. Let, let me shut up right now. So, uh, Sister uh, Shamel, if you see me or you hear me and it's four o'clock in the morning, I'm screaming, I'm doing another live stream. You know what I mean? Hey. And um, just tell me to shut up if I'm waking you up. <laughs> got to get it out there. Go ahead, Sister Nyla. I'm glad that um, you brought all that up because Gavin, for me, yeah, Gavin was a hero. Yes, yes. Gavin was. Um, Gavin is a martyr for us. And I want to go back to uh, again. I'm not trying to harp on this, but I want the. I, I, I need it to be understood. But this is your what show. Talk. The TV off really means. Right. Pardon? No, I said go ahead and talk. This is your show. You know, this is your platform. Anytime you come on this show, it's your show. Just like when Shamel's away, it's her show. I wanted, That's vibe. <laughs> I wanted to be understood what turning off the TV really means. And I want to introduce a timeline of events. And I've talked about this on my channel before, but I want to say it again. I want to take us back to, let's say, 2014, 2013. 2015, we were inundated every day with images of black people being shot and killed by the police and the police getting off. Every day, it seemed like there was another image. We had Sandra, we had Trayvon, we had Mike, we had Keith, we had Rukaya. We had so many countless murders. I mean, people that we don't even know that the police were getting over on okay we were all united we were all you know even though we know black lives matter is a bullshit ass organization but we were behind that we were supporting each other we were all saying fuck the police we were all united and saying that we need to do something we need to we, we need to tear this shit up we need to fight in our communities we need to protect our communities we need to support each other. These these white folks got us out here fucked up. So then come twenty fifteen, October twenty fifteen, after all of this stuff that's been happening all these years, the guy got off with Sandra Bland's murder, Zimmerman's running around, Darren Wilson's running around. Stopping all of these cops. All of this stuff that has happened, and we are all pissed as a people. We're all heated. We're all hurting at this injustice and at this bullshit. So then 2015 in October, we have a Million Man March. The title of that Million Man March is Justice or Else. And the brother, Minister Farrakhan, says that he wanted one million black men together. And the theme was justice for else. In light of the last two years before of all of these murders and all of this crime and all of this injustice under the Obama era, he, somebody finally said, we're going to do something, right? But nothing happened. But we high capped to the world and said justice for else, and still we died. Still we died and got killed and shot up. Still happened. So then we're going to fast forward 
to July 2016. And we're going to start off with the brother Micah, Xavier Johnson, mm-hmm. who was tired and sick. And he understood what or else meant injustice. And so that brother, according to his manifesto, wanted to avenge and set it off and get it cracking because he was tired of seeing it happen and not seeing the justice being taken and, and, and seeing us just taking this shit and, 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 and senseless murders of black people going unchecked. The country was at a fucking standstill when he went and shot up those cops in Texas. They were literally on TV saying, we need to come together as a country because we need to work together. (laughs) We need to do something about this. If you go back and if you watch the news clips, the motherfuckers were scared as fuck. They were shook. Micah had shook them. But us, as a people, we didn't want no part of that. We just like to say justice or else. We didn't want no part of that. So... And I'm not saying that we were supposed to go out and run and, and start shooting the muck and all that kind of stuff. But just understanding the fact that the fear of one black man just shooting a few cops stopped the world for an entire week. And the world waited and listened to see what black folks were thinking and going to do about it. And the response that we gave them was, we don't want violence. We can't support that. One of those cops that he shot was black, or a lady was black that he got shot. We can't, that was the response that we gave. So then, a week later, what happened? The brother that you just get through talking about, Gavin, also tired, mad because of the Alton Sterling thing, which was what triggered Micah. Because if we remember correctly, he he did, Micah did this after Alton. Gavin also had a manifesto according to what I've seen and was also tired. And so Gavin handled business according to what I understand. Okay? This is July 2016. Again, we said as a people that we do not condone violence. That is not the way. That is not what we want to do. So next thing to happen is there was another savior that came, actually. A couple weeks later, I'll say two or three weeks later, last week in August, actually, we got Colin Kaepernick with the big fly afro who decides to take a stand for black people. And in his stand was him actually kneeling for our injustices for police brutality. By this time, we've forgotten about Micah, and we've forgotten about Gavin. And we've decided not to support anything that, any effort that they made. Some of us did, but most of us didn't. But when Cap stood and said that I'm going to kneel for your injustice and I'm going to fight, we got united behind that fight because that was the way. 
that was the message that we sent to America, that we wanted to kneel, that this is how we were going to fight for Trayvon, that this is how we were going to fight for Sandra, that this is how we were going to fight for Keith, for Walter, for Rakaia, for all those people. We decided that we were going to put their best on the knees of Colin Kaepernick. And we supported it. There was no mention of Gavin, no mention of, of, of Micah, not in, not in any moderate type of way. Not at all. But what we did do was continue on and see that this movement was taking flight. So now we have white people joining in to take the knee with Colin and stand with us black folks. We got the high schools that joined in the boycott. Everybody changed their profile picture. We sent a clear, distinct message that we are nonviolent people and that this was our manner of fighting. The next move that we made was against each other because some of us didn't agree that this was the right message. And what we did was, if you didn't agree with Colin and his stance, you were called a coon. You were shut down because we wanted to be seen as a nonviolent person. And besides, all of these white folks had joined in. The whole world united under this, everybody. So then come October, the movie Birth of a Nation comes out. And now everybody's talking about Nat Turner and his revenge. And at this point, I'm perplexed because I thought we were peaceful, nonviolent people, and we didn't want revenge in the way that Nat Turner wanted revenge. That was executed by how we ignored Gavin and how we ignored Michael. So our next move is to promote this movie, Birth of a Nation. And I often wonder how it looked on the outside that we rejected the support for the brothers who wanted to get it cracking, for to support the biracial man that wanted to take the knee. I often wonder how that looked when we then flooded the movie theater side by side with white people to make Birth of a Nation number one. I often wonder how that looked and what resonated with people when they watched us do it because they do watch us in order to ascertain where we're at and what we're on. I don't think anybody can disagree with that. So then six, seven months later, none of this matters. The only thing that matters now is that Colin has decided to not, I mean, to opt out of his contract with his, with, with his team. And so now it became a fight for Colin. So now we were united with the same white folks to get Colin a job. We ain't thought about Sandra. We ain't thought about Alton. We ain't thought about Eric. We ain't thought about none of them. Now our focus was on the job of Colin Kaepernick. And I'm not trying to demonize him, but I'm trying to illustrate where our mindset is. And I'm not trying to say that what we were supposed to do was go out there and go off and shoot. But I want you to understand that if they were that shook 
over black men being that angry that they would make those kind of sacrifices because of an injustice. If we, the, the, the support that we gave Kaepernick, because we didn't go out to the fields and get on our knees. We changed our profile pictures on Facebook. We, we, we shared the memes that said, I stand with, with Cap. If we would have devoted that energy to supporting Gavin and to supporting Misa, if we would have been hosting barbecues on July the 7th, I'm sorry, July the 8th, when Micah did what he did, and on, I want to say, July 17th, if we would have been celebrating those days, it would have sent a clear message that we were not playing anymore, that we, that we were willing to fight for what we wanted. We are afraid to let, to let refugees in this country from overseas because we went over there fucking with them, because we go over there bombing and killing them. We're afraid to let them in. That's why we can't let the motherfuckers from Yemen and other places in here, because we know that they're going to retaliate, that they're never going to forget, and that they're not on no soft shit. But we can walk amongst the people every day that do this shit to us, and they don't fear us. Hmm. So I want you to understand that when you talk about that turn the TV shit off, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Because the TV showed you who to support, and the TV showed you who to forget. So unless you have your TV off for the last couple of years, you really don't have any relevant stance to talk about that at this point. And again, I'm not talking about what, what, um, what the sister was talking about. That was a, you know, a different subject. But I just wanted to get that out. I wish that we had more love for the Gavins and the Michaels and more support for them. Excellent. Because, you know, they celebrate their heroes. Right. They celebrate their heroes. And when they do, they have their, 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 their incidents where they may draw a firearm or may take some lives. But when they celebrate them, they celebrate them because of the life that they lived, which may be wicked on our standards. So why can't we celebrate those who had the balls to go all the way? Why can't we? They focus on one part and could, they, they, they depend on us to, well, we're going to shy away from that. We're going to erase everything he did in our minds because of that incident. Hey. You leave the stove on too long and drive out of the house. You can't be mad when everything boils over. It's natural for things right. to boil over. And they, uh, ECPA said a lot of people don't support killing. Well, how is it that many would step to the forefront, many of us, and say, oh, it's, it's wrong to kill. It's wrong to kill. But we don't say anything when we're killed. Huh? But then it's okay when our oppressor tells us go overseas for corporate interest and kill. And your oppressor hands you a book. And one of the commandments says, do not kill. But who's the biggest killer on the whole planet? But he gives you a book that says, do not kill. I'm not looking to kill. 
But who said do not kill? When is killing going on wholesale? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I had a lizard running the house not too long ago. And Mrs. Skurve, I know she's not going to get angry if I share. She, outside, doesn't bother her. But in the house, it's, oh, get the lizard out. So I took a handful of tissue, napkins, a whole lot of it, and grabbed the lizard gentle and put it outside. I could have killed it and put it in the toilet went to bed. That's not in me. But if you're looking to kill me, and the creator gave me my life to live on a divine level, to vibrate on a higher frequency, to be a plus to this level, then you wiping out a whole lot if you're looking to wipe out me. So look, guess what? It's either me or you. And it's not going to stop me. Like my father told me, let nothing stop you from enjoying your dinner and having a good night's sleep. And as an adult male, I'll add one thing in. You're not going to stop me from enjoying a nice orgasm either. So we'll leave it at that. But look at how double-sided and forked-tongued this oppressor is. And see, it's like the agents in the Matrix. You see that tie and the dark glasses, you know that's an agent. But that spirit of the agent can leave the agent's body and go into anybody that looks like you. So we have a lot of us that do that Trojan horse thing wearing our skin. And they come up to us on the jobs and when we're new and they get next to us and they're sent to us and we don't know and we talk to them because we feel in this uncertain area now, a new job. And we don't know anybody, so we're trying to please. We're trying to be down with people. So we give a little bit more than we should of ourselves and of our business. Hey, man, how you feel about Donald Trump? Oh, this is a brother. I can talk. I think he's a prick, a damn white supremacist. Well, guess what? Before the day is over, some of the white folks on the job that voted for him and think like him, they're giving you the funny stare. They're not giving you the Colgate smile anymore. We got to know how to operate amongst these demons and it go i'm not going to say it goes beyond color because they'll take it the wrong way but the spirit of oppression it could be somebody that looks like us see but we can't be afraid to kill a devil when we see something in each other those of us who are not enlightened and vibrating on a higher level, it's so easy to kill ourselves because we hate ourselves. Not anybody here, I hope. So it's easy to pull the trigger. It's easy to cut them off on the road. It's easy to lie on them and make them lose their job. But as soon as our oppressor comes around, we're afraid. He's got the noose around our neck, ready to pull that platform from under us and we know this. And if the news don't work and we fall down and we're not dead, they got knives and guns to shoot, kill us, and stab us. But we act so polite with them. We want to embrace them and fight their battles for them. We'll climb the Statue of Liberty for them. As they want to let people or don't want to let people in, so we'll fight the other battles to the buffer races. 
the same, and I'm not going to say against any one person or whatever, but it's the concept of how we execute. I deal with people on a one-on-one -on -one level that I see, but I understand what's in the atmosphere and chances are they'll be intoxicated. Like if you watch Star Trek and you remember the episode when Mr. Spock got hit by the spores. Mr. Spock was laughing, getting laid, and he was acting so uncharacteristic of himself. And that's what we do now. We'll fight everybody else's battles, but we're too afraid to fight our own. I know the Mexicans are going to be here getting the jobs because the oppressor wants to put them in that position. I've known it a long time ago how they had the little boy who was on the raft and they brought him in the Cuban, uh, a Caucasian Cuban kid. But they were turning Haitians away. I saw that from many decades ago, that movement. We know what it is. They want to shut us out, keep them in, Keep the numbers up. But guess what? It's not going to be utopia. Because we're not the ones sniffing up and taking most of the drugs in this country. 94% of the hard drugs used in America or, or in the world, 94% of the, of the hard drugs of the world are used in America. But they say we're 13% of the population. Let's say we're 40% of it. It's somebody else sniffing up a whole lot of coke and using a whole lot of methamphetamine and all kind of substances. They got a thing now where they're putting rat poison in the weed. Mm. See, I'm in the street all day, so I hear everything. And other chemicals, the synthetic stuff that we're putting in our brain. And yes, not to deflect and, and minimize what they're doing to us, but we got to be on point. I'm ready all the time. I'm a soldier 24-7. Mentally, physically, and spiritually. I'm going to be that tough old man that you know. That I dare anybody 20 or 25 years old to throw fists with me when I'm 85. And even if you beat me, you're not beating the spirit out of me. We all got to go. We all get weaker on a physical level. But after living this life, the spirit inside of us should be going higher. And like that part of the spaceship that falls back to the earth, that helped to get us up to break the atmosphere, the body will fall down. But it got us through this life. And we should be so light and powerful in our spirit. I love when I see older men and older women, brothers and sisters, who got that power in their eye. You might be able to kick their ass on a physical level, but don't turn your back on them as old as they are. And eventually they or nature, the universe, right. the God force will get you back. Right. It might be a storm mm -hmm. and you get thrown off a cliff in your car. When you look up at the last thing you saw, you'll see that man's face in the clouds that you abused. You ain't getting away. The white man is like that roach in the kitchen cupboards that's hiding behind the cans of soup. Eventually, as I move each can away one by one, you have less places to hide, and I'm going to get your ass. So you might get away now, but you won't get away for long 
But for us to speak that way, you better be connected to something higher like my mother always told me. You can keep me off your jobs. You can fire me. You can demonize me, vilify me, smear me in your media, but you know what you're doing. When I lock eyes with you, you know. When I see an enemy, because it's all not roses here, there are enemies out here that when we are in the right state of mind and connectedness and we look in their eyes, we know that, listen, you're one of them. I know you're one of them. I ain't got to know your social security number. I ain't got to know your name. I ain't got to know where you grew up. You might have others fooled by having your black friends. And again, this is not hating on everybody. But I have to talk about those who are there. So those who are with me, who follow what we do and support what we do, who may be Caucasian or look that way, but you understand when I'm kicking their ass and talking to them, you can't think, oh, maybe it's me. But I have no time to figure out who's who. Because the, the, the scope and the red dot that's pointed on me is not pointed on you. So as I'm beating down what's been on my back all my life, you can't wonder because I'm that same guy who wouldn't even kill a lizard. I almost broke my neck trying to avoid the other day stepping on a frog. I don't have that in me right. when we're all in line. Mm -hmm. But yes, I kill devils mentally, physically, and spiritually by my very presence. And I didn't go to your schools. I can't even quote the Bible right. Not that that's something to brag about because that's the book you gave us. So I'm bragging about that. But you know what? You can't tell me nothing. Because when I'm in line, guess what, Cracker? I am the Bible. Right. Watch my movements. You learn from me and those who look like me and those who belong to this planet. Wherever you go, you learn from us. Just like the meme on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. You see the natives of the land and they had a sign under them, Homeland Security. How did that make you feel? Why can't we live in peace? I'm not asking you that because you don't have peace in you. We're left alone. Brothers coming home from the job. Tired. They may not be into the health thing so much, and I understand some might grab a beer. They're still my brothers. Minding their business. They live in that neighborhood. They grew up there. Now here you come, shining a light on them like they're doing something wrong. What are you doing around here? You see, subconsciously, subconsciously, you fear their unity because their unity means your destruction. And I called the native Shannon because that's the word that most people understand. I'm not going to give a history lesson while I'm flowing. I know. I know. It's just like when you see an old white man who might have been a racist cracker all his life. Call somebody else who looks like us. Oh, that Negro over there. Oh, you're, you're colored. You'll look at your friend like, okay. He's from that era. 
I'm not going to sit here and get all upset. That, you know, come on. You know, it, it, he ain't part of the revolution. He's through soon anyway. He's in this bubble. He's going to be dead soon. He's trapped. Go ahead, Nyla. Oh, no, you're fine. You got it. <laughs> I know I'm running my mouth. I know I won't talk in my sleep tonight because I'm getting it all out right now. <laughs> but I appreciate you. No. And I appreciate the fact that you're strong in your belief. Some may say maybe that one part of it's okay. It's a settling in. Do you hate the house that you live in less because there's a crack in the wall because it's settled in? It's still your house. You love your significant other. They're getting older. But do they feel less of, 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 do they give you less of a good feeling when you're hugging them at night? It's not about just the physical. It's the memories that you create, the connectedness that you have, that feeling of home when you see them. I never saw you face to face, Sister Nyla. I see your pictures, but I love you. You are me. We may have different origins where you may have a lineage to Cuba and I have a lineage from Jamaica, but the slave ship sprinkled us off like mozzarella cheese over the pizza. <laughs> so you, you don't see the cheese fighting. Well, I'm up here by the crust looking down on y'all. I'm better than y'all. Well, I'm down here by the tip and I'm the best bite because I'm the first. We do that. And we fall victim to his tricks. All this separation. And, and, and again, some of us are going to have to die. Some of us will die. Most black people will die holding on to the master. It's our role in this life right now. They say the human family. I know there's a couple of humanoids mixed in there that, are, that don't have soul. That's why they love your soul music so much. They love your soul music so much, but they cannot produce it. We have a brilliant sister sitting here next to us who can create better than anybody around her. But they want to beat her down to bow down to them as though they're doing her a favor. And she has a spirit that won't be broken. This is what they want. They love it. They'll accept you. What a dysfunctional relationship that we have with the oppressor that he'll take us in when we're broken. Blackness at bargain basement prices. Black ass at bargain basement prices. Why do I say that? Look at these men who can't stand you when you walk strong. But Sister Nyla, I bet you if you offered up your female adornments after they hate what you say, they'll jump on it in a heartbeat. Serena, we can't stand her. Look at the comments on TMZ and CNN. She's a monkey. She's a man. Let them go home and see her bent over with that thong on, pull to the side and say, come on, baby. They break their neck. They know what we got. They know our power. When you stand up for what's right and you stand up for us, look, I'm not knocking somebody who might say they're Irish for standing up for their own whatever or Mexican or Canadian or Chinese or whatever. But why is it a crime when we do it? That's right. It's a crime when we, oh, you're racist. That's right. There's only one race, the human race. 
Well, those of you who follow basketball and you say, well, there's only one team, the Lakers or the Miami Heat or the New York Knicks. Well, it's when the chips are down and the time clock is going down and you need somebody to definitely get that ball in the hoop, you get the best players. So now you want to claim human race now after all the shit you've done to us. No. Leave it as it is and let your ass get exposed. But you know how to come to me to dunk the ball to win the game. No, we know that we called you niggas all your life and oppressed you and raped you and have you locked up and, and, and from our courts. But we have a war going on. We're all American. Right. I wasn't an American. On September 10th, 2001. But I damn sure was an American. After 10 o'clock in the morning, on that Tuesday, 2011, 2001, we're all American. So everybody who owned a Dunkin' Donuts or a 7-Eleven that had a dot in their head, they became the enemy. Anybody who professed Islam became the enemy. But they use you when they want. They use you like that player of a man who... As he goes down the list to the available women that he can use as sperm receptacles, it's one o'clock in the morning and I ah, ain't got no action. Two o'clock in the morning, let me call her. No action. Well, black folks at the five o'clock in the mo morning, I'm desperate before the sun comes up. I got to get some. I ain't trying to use my hand, but that 450 pound chick who's five foot two, ain't nobody gonna see us together. And she always takes us in. Don't want to walk down the street with her. Don't want to be seen with her. But we all, she always takes us in. Why are we like that 450 pound woman who don't take, now I'm not knocking anybody who may have that weight. I'm 237. I'm halfway there. But you know what I'm saying. Why are we so easy to embrace? Huh? Why are we the ones we're so we're so used to the mammy role. I'm not knocking my sisters, and I'm gonna shut up after this. Don't you know in their media? Can't you see in their media that they only have so many roles for us? And we 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 emulate this and bring it to the jobs. Either we're gonna be a clown, a clown coon. You don't know these white folks, and you making jokes and laughing. <laughs> You think that's going to win you over with them? You want to be the mammy, like Oprah Winfrey, America's favorite mammy. Nursing a little white boy on her breast. That's a kind gesture in a perfect world. But that's the only way they'll see you. Let that mammy stand up for that husband of hers who's working in the fields, and that mammy won't be in the house but for so long. So we have a sister, Nyla, and a sister Shamel right here, who they speak their truth and they don't bite their tongue. And I think it was so beautiful that you clarified with each other when there was a potential for misunderstanding. You said, no, I didn't mean this. Oh, oh no problem, sister. I understand you. We can't turn the guns on each other. We got to stop turning the guns on each other. We get on social media, on our computer, Behind the keyboard, afraid to show our faces, 
and we go in on each other. Yeah, that's right. Connect the, the roots. Go to landscurve.com. Click on the art gallery. Look at the pictures I drew. I drew a picture of Oprah Winfrey as America's favorite mammy. And out of her breast, there's cartons of mammy milk to soothe you of your insecurities. But we got to stop turning the guns on each other. Black women talking about black men. Black men talking about black women. Men going their own way. Where the hell are you going? Up in another man's ass? How you going to build a world like that? There's no life up in another man's anus. Men going their own way. No, we need to run toward our sisters and work it out. We're all that we have. There are many types of relationships and categories and understand that. So don't think it's just a sex thing. I'm a married man. And I'll do anything for my sisters who may not be married. We need to spread our male energy righteously with each other. Again, I'm going to repeat myself on what I always say. There might be a gorgeous young lady living around the corner from you who may have some kids or not. She needs you, man. Don't trade off her need for your male energy to ball her off to get some head or to get some sex. Why can't you give of yourself and plant a seed of love to your sister and make her feel that energy when you hug her and say, it's going to be all right. I'm here for you. Bring your wife and say, this is my wife. And I'm telling you this in front of my wife and she's in agreement. If you need me three, four, five, five o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the afternoon, whatever, on a righteous level, you got me. There's a brother out there who might be homeless. He's this close to getting a job. You don't know him all the way, but he comes to you and says, listen, I have no record. I can prove it. Can I just receive my mail here? You have nothing to do. You're in the backyard. Get his bag of clothes and wash it for him, man. Cook up some food and give it to him. Give him a care package. If you don't even want to let him in your house, you got five cars in, 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 in the yard. Let him sleep in one. At least he won't get up, bit up by mosquitoes. Whatever little things, there's a lot of things that we can do that I've done. Not that I'm the one who does everything. There's a lot of wonderful people out here who have done things. But we got to give our sisters love because at the end of the day, us as brothers, we come back to them for that love that nobody else can give. Because nobody understands our struggle like they do. Because they are in it with us. Yes, we have some who are delusional. Yes, we have some who may not have gotten it yet. And it doesn't mean we're against anybody. But there's nothing like a little kid who sees their mother from across the crowded room after a long day of school. And that kid says, Mommy or Daddy. They're the first example to us of that divine power of the creator. The kid can't conceptualize God or creator that time. The mother and the father are God. And that child's going to have a problem with a higher power later on if, he, if they had a problem with their parent or parents when they were younger. So God can become something else. You hate your daddy because he did your mama wrong. But you latch on 
to another man who's just using you. You're a curiosity. He just wants to try one of you out. And you have your reasons. You see, and I'm going to shut up after this because we spoke about the swirling thing. In a perfect world, when a human loves another human, I'm not talking about the humanoids now. We got them in there. What's wrong with love? But when it's based on you leaving your blackness at the door, there's something wrong with that. You got to leave something of yourself at the door before you're accepted. Then that's not love. And this is an unwritten rule with many of us. Some of us do it willingly. We unblack ourselves. We remove our soul so we can fit around the soulless. Why do we do that? Why don't we bring it on home? Why don't we love each other? We, we, we really need to uh, get ourselves together because we have some big problems. And as long as we ignore those problems and want to place over with the trinkets and baubles and rubies of the world, dysfunctional as hell with a Michael Kors bag, dysfunctional as hell with red bottom shoes, brothers, dysfunctional as hell pushing just to have this luxury vehicle and show off on your brothers. I don't want that. I can't sleep too deep knowing that there's things going out on in the world, injustices. I can't sleep deep while this stuff is going. I'm haunted. That's why I stay up at night. I pick up them signals. Damn, should I be doing something a little more? What can I do? And we do do things online, but this is not the most of what I do. I also want to say before uh, you chime in, Sister Nyla, um, we're going to get the details worked out, but we have an event here that we are doing. Thank God for Brother Keston at Three Mask Incorporated, where we videotape and do our live streams when they have their functions. It is going to be on September 15th. It's going to be an open discussion. We haven't come up with the name yet because we're going to do the graphics and I'll put it out there. But it's September 15th. This is a, an event that we are doing. And it's going to be a free event. And it, we're going to do it every month. In the hall that you saw, if you saw the live stream, where the singer Eve from Zimbabwe, where she, where she performed, that's the hall we're going to use. So there's a lot of room. There will be free food. But we're going to have these types of discussions. And Brother Keith, I would love it if you can come down. And everybody, and for those who physically cannot make it, we're going to live stream it so you won't miss one syllable. You'll be right there. We're going to make sure that now every subsequent event we do every month after that will be a small fee. That has to be decided on. A small fee to keep it going, to build it up. But we're going to do this one completely free. And I'm quite sure if you're too broke to give the small fee that we're not going to turn you away. There'll be somebody else who says, you know what? I'll double up on what I give. I'm quite sure it'll be the price of a happy meal. September 15th. Doing real things, not because of ego, but because of what's necessary. 
it pisses me off when I see people get online and they want to airbrush their image and make it seem as though they're this and they're that. I understand image has a little bit to do with it. I understand it's how you present yourself. But what are you doing in the trenches of, in battles and wars of what's going on around us when nobody's looking? What are you doing? Begging for hits. Come to my channel. Please. For what? Show me what you're doing. It's too late in the game. That's why they gave us these little platforms. Because we'll be the ultimate narcissist with that mirror. <laughs> they like me. They gave me good comments. Oh, yes. Oh, my numbers are swelling up. I don't give a damn about that. I've been this way all my life. Before a damn YouTube. Before a damn YouTube. Before a damn Twitter. I know that's somebody calling you telling me to shut up, right? You know? <laughs> that's no problem. We relax and we here. We chill. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, that, that's a definite. And this is early on, but now I, I told Kesson, I said, we got the date. I'll start putting it out there because I'm going to work like the Dickens to get the word out. Not to say we have so many numbers because it's free. But we want to have real discussion with people who may not have a smartphone or somebody who may be riding the fence and not know certain things to be inspired and know about themselves. The time we sit down and can talk with each other face to face. When we're not a meme or a profile picture. We can hold your hand, hug you, give you words of encouragement. Yes, Linda Pearl, you're in Kissimmee. I want to see you there. And ECPA, come on up. I want to see you here. Brother Kesson's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Mr. Scurve is going to be right there. Cooking up some good food. Cooking up some good food. And in actuality, in uh, how many days now? It's the 16th. I think the 30, the 28th might be the last Saturday. Just check for me, y'all. We're going to do the event at Three Masks, and Mrs. Skurve is going to break out with her site, with her social media, and with her cooking. I'm going to live stream that and videotape that also. I'm saying it because we're doing it. And we want your support just to spread and share the links. That's all. I go to work every day. Any help that comes our way, we make sure to utilize it in a proper fashion. If you see the car I drive, you'll know that I'm utilizing it in a proper fashion. I don't care about that stuff. I want to know that when my time is up because the clock is ticking on my life, as it is with everybody's life here. But that's not to be a doomsayer. That's to let you know that it's getting late in the game. What are we waiting for? Whatever you have in your mind that you want to do it in your heart that you want to do, what's stopping you? Don't think that because of the color of your skin that you can't accomplish. Be willing to put in the hard work. Be willing to make mistakes and misjudgments. Be willing to pick yourself up and make it right. It's never too late to make it right. If you want to lose a little weight, you can do it for your health. If you want to reach out to that person that you haven't spoken to in years, you can do it. You can do it. I don't care. Look, this is the analogy. 
I'm going to let Sister Nyla say something and I will open up back the lines. But for many years of my life, I didn't know what direction. I didn't know how to, I mean, I've always worked and done things. But my, mes- my, my resume was like a patchwork. <laughs> this odd job here, this weird experience there, this situation. How do I tie this in to look so pretty and neat like everybody else? I couldn't. Until I realized at some point, I'm a late bloomer. Yes, yes, September 15th. Yes, yes, that's going to be a Saturday right here in Orlando. But I realized that every part of my life that looked to be a filthy rag wasn't filthy, but it was an odd piece of cloth, an odd rag. And this odd rag, I didn't know that the wintertime was coming in my life. And I had all these rags coming through the spring and the summer into the fall. And I said, what am I going to do? Well, I learned how to sew those rags together that were mismatched in color, weren't related, some big, some small, some thin, some thick, to sew it together to make my life a beautiful quilt. So there's nothing that I cannot talk about. I'm not a scholar by world standards, but I've had enough from the buffet of life that I can sit down and talk to anybody about anything to a point. You see? So, um, sorry about that. I just wanted to put that out there about what we're going to do. And I'm going to make videos and commercials and graphics. And I'll remind everybody. And I don't care how far you it is. If you want, want to come, come on down. It's going to be something you don't want to miss. And if you miss it, you won't miss it because you'll be there live time. And we're going to have it where you can call in. So if it's a whole lot of people in that hall and you want to call in and say something, we're going to monitor the calls. We're not going to be rolling around in the dirt, but you'll be able to call as we navigate. And I'm going to gut this studio and bring half of the stuff down there so that we can make it work. I promise you that. I don't want to be just known as some YouTuber who just babbled or somebody who just talked a good game. I want to be the one who, when you look at my record, and my track record, not for ego, but I broke my ass off up in something trying to get something done. Doing my part and not looking for attention. This is just what I do. Go ahead, Nyla. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, um, just, we got do we have an echo? Um, let me, um, no, no, it's not because of you. Let me see something. I got things up turned pretty high because folks were saying that. Oh, are you on a speakerphone or you near a computer that is giving feedback? No, let me make sure I got all my devices off. I'm not, no, I'm not on a speakerphone though. Oh, or, you know, on a Bluetooth device. Cause I know that happens with Bluetooth a lot sometime. Okay. Let me, um. Oh, I'm not saying it's not us over here. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, is that better? Oh, yes, yeah, a lot better. Okay. Go right ahead, sweetheart. Listen, um, if I close with anything, I just, you know, I just want to stress for us to think outside the box and, you know, to to look at who we who our perceived allies are. You know, there, there is no way that we 
all should be in agreement with everybody all the time. And when it gets to the point where our movement starts to become multiracial, starts to look like all lives matter, that's the key indicator that we might be being duped by the, you know, by the other side. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, none of them have ever fought in our interest. None of us, none of them have ever did anything for us out of the kindness of their heart. So when you look around and you look at these movements and you, you, you're on social media and you're out and about and you see everybody is on the same side, you have to wonder if you are on the right side because the world has always been against you. Your teammates are not the people that don't look like you. But the more I look around and I look like just even looking at what's going on on my channel right now, I have black people attacking me for calling out a white man for talking about black people. You know what I'm saying? We we have to realize that our, if, if you're fighting on the same side as your oppressor, mm -hmm. you might be fighting the same person. I mean, the wrong person. <laughs> the enemy of your enemy is sometimes your closest alliance. 90% of the time, yes. Most yeah. of the time, yeah. So I think we just, if I can contribute anything else to this conversation, that, that would be it. Yes, yes. And see, again, you can't be afraid to, you shouldn't dilute yourself in the presence of anybody different or anybody. Be yourself. Be yourself. Whatever you feel, that's what my father taught me. My mother taught it to me, but in a masculine way, my father taught me that all the time. If you're five foot five, there's nothing stopping you from walking like you're six foot seven. It's about your spirit. And you don't compromise what you see. Sister Shamil could tell you, as an artist, if you're drawing something, you draw what you see. The reason why people say, oh, I can't draw, is because you don't want to see reality for what it is. Just look at what's in front of you. It's telling you. Look at how the light dances off of it. Take your time. You don't have to try to get the whole thing at one pencil stroke. Take your time and go in and look at every part of it and be yourself. Don't let anything get between you and your perception and what you're experiencing in this world from where you stand. You can have one model in front of you and 20 people around that model painting or drawing that model. It's the same model. But everybody has their own angle and their own perspective. So a person who doesn't have the mind to know that these people are standing around, they'll say, oh, no, this is different. This one's right and that one's wrong. They're all right. The five men feeling up on the elephant. Oh, oh the elephant is like a tree trunk. It's, oh, no, it's like clothes on a line, you know. <laughs> so, so, again, when we have this event, Anybody can come, sure, but don't expect expect us to dilute what we speak amongst ourselves. If you're mature enough to handle it and know that unless you come to us to do harm, that's the safest place to be. We don't have it in our heart to do harm to anybody, but we're not going to let you do it to us. That's the way it is in law enforcement. That's what they care. Their law, 
the oppressor's law. If somebody threatens your partner with deadly force, you have the right to use deadly force to preserve the life of your partner, even if you weren't the one under the gun. Why don't we think this way? We can't say, oh, that nigga got shot. He sold drugs all day. Ha, ha, ha. Now, I will say, if you put yourself in harm's way with your oppressor, which he really wants to do something to you anyway, but if you don't think smart and allow him to manipulate you into a position where he can justify what he's doing, because he really wants to do it anyway. Come on, fellas. You understand that. You at the party. Girl got a nice mini skirt on tight, no waistline, hips, breasts, looking pretty. And for some reason, she doesn't have a ride home. She lives in the next city. Going the opposite way. You know what you got on your mind. I'll take you home. Well, he has this on his mind. I'd love to kill him. Why are you going to make it easy for him? Why? If it's a case of that, make sure more of them go. If you're going to get me, six of y'all coming. Let's go out in the blaze. But let's be smart. It's about building, communicating, motivating. I love to go in my backyard on the lawn chair and look down on the ground at the soil. And I watch how the ants work along with each other. And no matter how many times the wind may blow that budding ant hill down, they don't take a break. They get up and they keep going. And the wonderful part about it is they work together in doing that. They work together in doing that. If we work together with the trillion dollars that we give away to everybody else, on a financial level, how powerful can we be? We got the power. They say the hoods are broke. No, no money in the hood is broke. They tell us that. But the Indians and the Koreans and the Chinese and everybody else is there. Am I hating on them? No. It's the law of use. You, you use it or you lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. And we're to blame for that. Because we accept the propaganda that has us going against each other. Oh, man, that, that food can't be all that good. That's a nigga making it. But if you're at the cookout and he's giving it away for free, mm, 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 this is good stuff. I went to a Chinese restaurant not too long ago. No, not to buy food. I was on a layover in Washington Shores. And I went there because I forgot to bring a fork with me. And so I went in there and I thought the guy might remember me from the days when I used to eat that junk. And I said, listen, in the bus driver uniform, not that it meant anything. Not that I was trying to validate myself by the oppressor's uniform. I'm a safe nigger. I, I, I have regular blood tests and drug tests and piss tests, mm -hmm. and I have no record. Didn't matter to him. Excuse me, sir. Dressed improperly. Waited in line. Time ticking, but I still waited in line. Um, may I have, you know, trying to be civil with this dude. He looking at me. No. I said, wait a second. Maybe you didn't understand. I just need a fork for my... No way can I give you no fork. He might as well said, no, nigga, we don't give away nothing. <laughs> and I looked sideways to my brothers and sisters. And they're looking at me laughing. 
Are you serious? You laughing at him turning me down for a plastic fork after all the money I ever brought to this place. And he's turning me down who looks like you and you got your money in hand to give to him after you saw what he did to somebody who looks like you. So that means we're disconnected because we all should have walked out there. Wherever I am, if they don't treat my people right, you know I got cameras. I'm going to put it on YouTube if I can. Live stream the bad boy. But I'll never go back. Dry them up. Talk about the streets are lined with gold. Ain't no streets lined with gold. The streets are lined with us. Dumb nigga spend money because he don't know how to cook. We don't like that. We get them roaches. We get them dog. Yes, I ate up a ton of roaches one time. And it wasn't by, by chance that that happened. In September of 1978. That's another story. But they don't care about us. We got to turn all of this concern for everybody else for a time. A long time. When an animal's sick, he don't hang out with the rest of the animals. You look around, you don't see him. He goes up in the mountains and climbs somewhere in a hole or a cave until he heals himself. Until he's ready to come back out. Our experience here in this country and across the world on our psyche has left us sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I know if I'm sick, I know all y'all, most of y'all got to be sick too with this thing. Maybe I'm a little less sick, but I've identified it and you have to make sure. You ever feel like you're coming down with a cold sometime, but you don't really get the cold? That's happened to me all the time. I drive in a germ box a 40 foot in the street, picking up people stinking. I smell bad breath, weed, underarm, crotch sauce. I, I, my, I'm a vegan. I can, I can pick up when a woman's on a period. My smell is good. People sneezing all out in the open. Come home sometime. I feel like I got the sniffles. Get down and rest and drink my little concoctions. Mr. Scurve hooks me up and I'm good to go. But we all have this thing coming at us all the time in our psyche. So we got to know that we are out of our mind. How are we going to act the way we act if we're not out of our mind? Mentally sick. And the only way that we can heal ourselves up is to pull ourselves out of this atmosphere. Right. Yes, you got to go to the job, but why you got to hang out with these people who don't care about you at this function, it's a function on a Friday after work. Take yourself home and heal yourself up. Read about yourself, meditate, be still. Do something out of the kindness of your heart for someone who looks like you. Now, if a little old white lady drops in front of me, I'm not that bad guy. I'm going to step over you because you're white supremacy. I might help you up. I might help you up. But then some of us will cuss you out. Don't you put your damn hand on me. You might be trying to fill me up. All right, then stay down there. I love you anyway. We don't know. Moment by moment, we have to live our life and keep our spiritual antennas up. And be aware of what's around us, not only on the outside, but also on the inside. It's very important. Very important. Because just like a boxer who you counted out, 
but there's one more round in the fight, and he's behind on a scorecard. And you about ready to get up and go to the bathroom and get some more to drink because you know this guy's not coming back. You start to walk away. You hear everybody scream. You turn around, and the opponent who was beating him most of the fight is on his back and knocked out. As long as you're alive, you have a purpose and a goal that you need to fulfill and a mission. Find it and see what it is. Benefit your people first. And when you do that, you will benefit the world. Sister Nyla, I'm going to wrap it up soon. And I'm going to let um, a few people who want to talk. I'll open the lines after you. And then I'm going to come back again and let you wrap it down. And Sister Shamel, if you want to say anything in there, you know, we'll, we'll appreciate that. But go ahead, Nyla. No, I just wanted to say thanks for having me again. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, and uh, it's been it's, it's been good. It's been good. Um, listening to you talk about Gavin, that, that was really deep. That was really deep. I appreciate, um, I appreciate that a lot. Thank um, you. We have um, one, what it makes me think of is, the fact that we don't realize, even in our small number, how much strength we have, which is what I was trying to explain when I explained how that whole fallout happened after the Gavin and the Micah and the Cap and all of that. So there were so many things going on during that time. They were riots. Yes. Like within days of, the, of, of this stuff happening, people were starting to fight the police. Right now in Chicago, they're fighting the police. We had a riot the other day. Um, and we need to think about the fact that all over our social media and all over our radios, our news stations, for the last couple of years was police brutality, right? Yeah. And so we amped up on the police brutality. We, we got angry, like I was telling you earlier. We got angry and we got that momentum, mm -hmm. that energy to fight and to do something. And then we were subdued. Yes. By the by, you know, by the by the, our nonviolent movement and our apathy, we were subdued. And so now, what we see is twenty-four hour cycles of, of barbecue veggies and pool party top collars or patty or whatever. All of these, you know, little things of, 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 of white people, you know, doing that doing the shit that they've always been doing. And so think in terms of propaganda and how they're trying to persuade us with their stuff. They got us angry when they showed us ourselves being killed and showed our kids getting gunned down and, and, and no retribution for it. Who was it that was getting us angry? Who was it that was showing that stuff on a 24-hour cycle all day on the news? Who was it that stopped showing it to us? And why? And now who is it that is showing us over and over the barbecue Becky? And all of these, you know, little you know, little redneck people doing and saying redneck shit. We're being played. And if if people still don't see and still can't connect the dots. Same motherfuckers that were showing us us being killed for a reason, which was, you know, to, to get us amped up and angry enough to fight. 
but they knew that our fighting had to come politically through them, like it always has been. The fighting and the amping up of the promotion of the police brutality was to get us to be liberal supporters. Because after that, they came out of the woodwork with support for us. Remember? Hillary was on TV, and all of them were on TV saying it's just bad, and, and, and I stand with you, and I got hot sauce in my bag, and I ain't no ways tired. Remember her saying all that? <laughs> yeah, I ain't no ways tired, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then when we picked up that, when, when, when Gavin and Micah shook up the world and we picked up that energy, and they saw those riots happen, and they saw all of the shit that was going on, and they, you know, they, they used that moment that, you know, Cap probably had good intentions. I won't say that he didn't. But they used that moment to subdue us. So they stopped showing us the reality of what's happening right now, which is we are still being gunned down. Most people don't even know a guy got shot in Chicago last night by the cops. They don't even know a riot happened. Why did they stop showing it to us? Why are they now showing us the 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 the, the barbecue banquet? Why are they acting like they care about that? It's a mind game. Now they have us thinking that we're fighting white supremacy alongside white people by clowning the barbecue bank. You know, by by aligning with the people that are saying that this country is more racist today than it ever has been. How in the hell do you figure? I see so many black people saying that every day that the world is more racist today than it was last year or the year before. We've got to stop being mindful. We've got to start to think on our own and stop processing this information the way that they want us to and process it for how it really is. Like our energy, like you're talking about that frequency, our energy level, that's intentional because... Um, you got to come real close we, to the mic. Because of who we are. Yeah. They do do that. They'll put stuff on the media so that they can um, get a response from us because we're powerful people. Mm-hmm. They do that on purpose, but if we learn how to use that for ourselves, then we can do something instead of being used. That's um, wherever what they want us to vote for something important or, or that you know promote something for them. They'll get us all upset and stuff. So shit on the media because right, they know right. we're gonna watch that shit. And that energy, <laughs> that that um, black energy. Oh, that's some powerful stuff right there. And don't think they don't know that shit. Right, right. That's right. They utilize it. I don't let them use mine. I keep it. <laughs> yeah, I use it for my damn self. You ain't using my shit for nothing, and I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, I keep my shit. Yeah, but you ain't having mine. That's right. Around for their purpose. And I'm still upset about what you're doing, and I am, and I'm believing, and I know, and it does seem like it's getting worse. It does it seem that way. It is. Yeah. They putting that shit up out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't know that. Um, that's it's making me sick, and I, I I don't have the time to be walking around sick. I'm already sick to hear right. when somebody gets shot. They know that affects right. us and make you mad. Walk around with your lip poked out. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. hard to work. It's hard to focus. It's hard to do what we need to do because we are a loving people. Mm-hmm. When you hear that they like um, 
you saying last night somebody got gunned down again. That's something for me and my daughter to go home and talk about now. Right. That's a damn shame. They don't have those kind of conversations, but we do. Isn't that something? Shit. Let one of us go out there and gun something. I hate to say this. I'm sorry out in public, but whenever I hear... After, especially after um, the little boy who did the wrestling match and hurt the girl by accident and mm -hmm. killed her. But whenever I hear this this um, this shooting with the police, like say somebody shoots the police and they come to me and say, oh my God, somebody, the police got shot. I oh, well. No, and I'm sorry. I just have no feeling of remorse for it. I was, that, that police that got shot, that lady police or the one on the motorcycle a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. That happened like right down my street. I came out my door that morning trying to make a furniture sale. Wow. And there was a, a motorcycle on the ground. And I didn't know what was going on. This was just happening. Mm. And uh, I got up the street because I was talking to a customer and she was a white old lady. Mm -hmm. I would come, but I'm afraid because there's something going on in, the, in Pine Hills. And I didn't know what was going on in Pine Hills. I was like, well, I'll just bring it to you. Right. I go out my um my uh car and I see this motorcycle down on the ground. I said to myself, hmm, I hope they survived. That looks pretty bad. I didn't know it was a police motorcycle. Wow. And then I got up to the street on Colonial and they had like all the white men with their guns and shit out in the road. I'm like, God damn, I just want to sell my furniture. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then when I found out what was going on, right. I was like, hey. Stay your ass out the goddamn neighborhood. Uh-huh. Stop mm -hmm. fuckings with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You That's want me to feel bad for you? Oh, she got this. I'm sorry. You guys are in war. War was declared against us when they took our asses from Africa. And that's just the way that is. Mm -hmm. It was declared, but we just never fight back. And it's never stopped. It's never stopped. That's right. That's right. It's illegal to go to some come in our neighborhoods fucking with our children, shooting up our people. It was coming in the neighborhood I was living in one time and just putting tickets, giving people tickets on parked vehicles. I got one of them damn tickets. I had a, a trailer on the back of my truck that wasn't even mine. Mm. Just gone in the people that I, I was renting from, allowing these the, the, the police to come into your neighborhood, just giving you tickets. We're driving. I mean, we're in our bed sleep. And you coming in the hood, giving me a fucking ticket in my yeah. bed. You know, I'm, while I'm sleeping, I'm not even driving. That's crazy. Making life <laughs> more miserable. Mm. You know, I'm serious. And I got one time I got pulled over by the police because I had a black husband that looked ancient. And yes, he did. He just looked ancient. I told him because I'm an artist, I just like his face because he just looked like an antique. <laughs> you know, real dark and just aggressive right. looking. Chiseled. The police pulled us over. He was the passenger. I was the driver. And they said it with their mouths. You look criminal. Wow. Wow. They said it and they told me if I said a word that they would slam my fucking face to the ground. Those are the words of the police to me. And I and I was always one of those because I was a Christian. So, you know, we have this whole, you know, yeah, the police, they're good. They're seeking to serve, you know, they're serving, you know, serving, right, protecting right. I all listen. that bullshit. Yeah. That's what I was believing at one yeah. time in my life until they came heavy on my life. You know, and did that, and I did. I never commit. I didn't commit no crime. I didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't arguing and and stuff like that. But you threatened to slam my face on the ground, and he told me he was gonna make my life miserable when I told him I was struggling. Mm. I bet y'all changed my mind about how I feel about the asses now. Yeah, remind me to tell you the time when I was beat by eleven cops up in mm. New York City. Yeah, so I mean, that made me. I was on rooftops. 
at night waiting for one to drive down the street. Then it wasn't my fist that I was going to use. So, you know, I got my own little form of PTSD for them. So, Brother Cosmo, may he live forever. He's my brother and he's my hero. He's, he's, he's my war hero. You got your war heroes, I got mine. You got yours, I got mine. And I have a lot of future heroes that are walking amongst us to this day who are not afraid. See? Because our enemy speaks a certain language, but the language most of us speak, he takes advantage of. He only knows one thing. Look at his history. Know them well. Those who may not have that demeanor, hey, I'm not talking to you, but if you do, we got all the gears, we have all the, all the amenities on these vehicles that we are in 2018. So if you want to be cool and easy, let's be cool and easy. But if you want to get down another way, like I said, and I tell these people, I'm not the bionic man, but I tell them, and we have to think this. I'm the closest thing to Superman that you will ever see on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. I will not be defeated. So whichever way you want to come at me, come at me. And I'm going to whip you. And you know that. And if you get me from behind, or you do something to me that is not right and catch me slipping, which I'm not going to be caught slipping, you're not killing my spirit. It's going to come out of me and go right on back to somebody else. I'm that righteous black weed that you just can't get away from. You pull them up and you come out the next morning. God, dog, where'd these weeds come from? That's me. I've been here before and I'm going to be back here again. We were born and came to that tunnel and saw them lights at the end of the tunnel. That was our mother's womb. And hopefully in the most cases, there are people there waiting for us, our loved ones, right? Except for that white man who smacked me. So now they say when we transition, we go through that tunnel again and we see that light at the end of the tunnel. And most people say that have come back that their loved ones were there. It's another level in that chain and circle of life. That's right. Your spirit's never killed. Now, for those who are humanoid, for those who are grafted, for those who have no soul, they want to put the fear of the so-called death in you because that's the only currency that they understand. And they're white supremacist banks because they're not going to make it to that next level. They have no soul. That's why they like soul food. That's why the white men love soul music. Go back on the plantation. Yeah, they like that. I'm not calling a woman one body part, but I'm going to say it for shock effect. They like that soul pussy. Oh, ain't nothing sweeter, sweeter than that. They know that. See? But then we've got to not follow behind the way that they see us as objects of labor, to do labor for them, or objects of pleasure. It's always what we are to serve them. So brothers, don't look at your sister as just one thing because there's so much that she has to offer as well and as long as you offer her the things that are right. And it's a perfect unison. Go to a restaurant one day and sit down and treat the woman that you're with, whether you have a committed relationship to her or not. She's your sister. You treat her like the goddess that she is. And people say, oh, don't talk this crazy talk. You're just niggas. Well, that's maybe what you are. Don't judge me by the state of your own mind. And watch how 
the children of your oppressor and slave masters watch you when you keep your eyes on your woman, even though something's walking past you in some tight jeans, you keep your, your voice to a certain level. You treat her like the precious cargo that she is. And if there's somebody else sitting by themselves at another table who is that way and they run into a situation, you step in to defend that woman just because. You got some, some barbecue Becky or permit patty riling somebody on their job. And you know that that sister has to have her job because she has responsibilities. And this woman knows this and that's not your job. You sitting there eating a burger, you step up in that woman's face and you correct her. Just as intense as she's on that woman who's on that grill or that cashier who might be learning and might be a little slow. You straighten that woman out. We have to protect and police the world off of us and protect our own. But some of us are so selfish. Well, ain't my kid. Well, he, he got a dent in his car. It ain't, uh-uh. Somebody do something to your neighbor's car and drive off? It's up to you to go and get them plate numbers. It's not about being a snitch. You're telling the truth. We got to be truthful. We don't need the police. We don't need people who want to kill us to protect us. We're bringing it. Do we drink poison to get well? If we all resonate at a higher frequency, That's right. there's no need. We go to the white man's church and talk about, well, we want to get heaven on earth. You ain't going to get it from him. He's just going to get your Jesus money and bring it to the bank of white supremacy. But if we strive and meditate and practice on how to vibrate on a higher level, then the commandments have life. But you don't have to read a book for the commandment. It's inside of you. How does that cat on a four-story house on the roof know not to jump? It's, it's, it's the law in him that knows you might hurt yourself if you jump. If we didn't kill each other, if we didn't steal from each other, if we didn't covet what each other has, if we didn't violate each other, if we didn't bear false witness on each other, oh, damn, what's that? That's heaven on earth. So why do we have to wait for the external spoken word to speak to us when we have it inside? We know when we do what's wrong. That's why we hide and do it in the shadows. That's why we on our cell phone whispering peeking to see if our significant other's up. And my wife is here. I'm in here talking just the same way. You can call me anytime. You know my number, 407-590-0755. Only time I don't pick up is if I'm sleeping or doing other things, right? So I'm accessible. I ain't got nothing to hide. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're a man. I understand how some of us now may have been affected by things in life. I don't care if you're a gay dude that calls me if you want empowerment. I don't care if you're a lesbian and you call me and you want empowerment and upliftment that we can move together as a community. My thing is black empowerment. We need repair. We need repair. There are things that have affected you on different levels. I'm talking about that part of you. So all can come. 
but it's about black empowerment. I'm not diluting that. You can come if you white. It's about black empowerment. I don't care what you got going on between your legs or what you suck on at night. It's about black empowerment. You understand? So we got to find some common vein. But we don't try to be nice to the heart specialist when we have something wrong with our genitals. He can't fix that. That's not his area of expertise. A woman goes to the gynecologist for that. Well, he's a doctor, yeah, but he doesn't specialize in that. And for the white people who want to say, oh, he's racist. Yes, I am. I-S-T. Violinist. He specializes in the violin. Bicyclist. He specializes in that. I'm concerned about my race of people because we're being killed wholesale. Not just by cops. Sometimes that's a distraction. We need to kick Ronald McDonald's ass just as much as we want to get at some of these cops. Because Ronald McDonald's the biggest terrorist in the black neighborhood. And we just doing our two for two. Mm-hmm. Just good. Boy, I feel good with that food, not knowing there's formaldehyde in them french fries. That's why you got that nasty taste. Or oh, when you burp that food later on, damn, this is nasty. You burp up something good and wholesome, you're going to swallow that bad boy right back on down. It's not made for you. Let's stop following philosophies that are not made for us. Mentalities that are not made for us. We need to bring that energy back, but they're sucking it from us and they want it for themselves, but we can't have it for us. And we produce this in abundance. You ain't got to be afraid of the sun. You receive instructions from the sun. That's what Brother Cosmo told me. There's so many things that we spoke on that may not have been in his book all the way. And I'm going to tell it. But what I really want to do is reach out to his mother and see if she will allow me to print some of the pages on my site or read it off because as soon as that happened they took those books down off of Amazon but guess what Roman Polanski could be a little pedophile flee the country but they still applaud him as being one of the greats why is that but they want to tear us down yeah, maybe Bill Cosby admitted to certain things. But what about all the people hanging around him? Hugh Hefner. Oh, yes, great man. Right there with Bill Cosby. What is, it, what, what is it about Bill Cosby that he has money, influence, but that you don't have real power in their system? They can take it away. But you're going up in age and you can hit off somebody. Maybe Bill Cosby had a check for me. I would have did right by it. <laughs> but they don't want, want anybody to transfer what they've accrued in their life to help somebody else. So they're going to bring up, bring up, look, Lord have mercy. I'm going to say it that way. Lord have mercy. If I ever get famous, I just know what's coming for me. Cause I done did some dirt in this lifetime. I never violated nobody, but I've done some crazy things. So I'm going to have to put the book out before so you already know. In the early shows I did, I told a lot about my indiscretions in my so-called wild days that I don't regret because it made me who I am now to be able to talk to other people who are going through things. So I have no shame. 
He ain't shaming me. We all freaks on some level or not or another. What you do or what gets you off might be different from what gets me off. It might be weird to you and other people get there. Oh, I like the same thing. Let's do it. So don't try to shame me with that. At least there's a logic to what I like. For them and, 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 and their culture, uh-uh, totally off balance. Imagine, I come from a place close to the equator, resonating with the sun, balance, That's right. eating the plants that want me to eat them. They don't mind because when it comes out, it goes back to the ground. Plants are the middle man or middle woman, which it doesn't have any sex. For the sun, I'm eating the sun. Your relationship with the sun. But they tell you in church, do you have a relationship with the sun, the S-O-N? The, 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 the fraudulent, fake sun? I have a relationship with the S-U-N. Get a load of that. Relationship. Oh, yeah. And I get my instructions. That's and that's right. why they don't like you being in the sun. Mm. You're black. You don't need to go out there. But they steady putting all kind of pork lard and whatever kind of chemicals on them to sit out there. My thing is, why can't we come back to our old natural selves? And whatever we've come through, don't be ashamed by it. You live your truth. Your favorite meal may not taste so good if you take it out 30 minutes before it's supposed to be done. Your favorite dish, whatever it is, just think about it. Take it out before it's supposed to be done uncooked all the way. It don't taste right. So what about the ultimate you? You're not the ultimate you yet. You're still in the oven. So if somebody gets a taste of you at this point before you're done, and they say, oh, you're no good, you're lazy, you're fat, you're unattractive. You're stupid. Well, I ain't done yet. Now, if you met me when I was 19, 20 years old, the body I had, from a lustful point of view, ooh, look at his body. But I wasn't what I am on the inside today. Now I'm an old geezer, fat old man, according to certain people. You know, they call me all kind of names on the bus. But I wouldn't trade this in for nothing in the whole world. Because I'm at peace. Because I've been in the oven of life for a very long time. And I learned my lessons as I was baked by all things good and bad. And so what I am now, when you put me on the dish and put me on the table and you take a look and you say, man, well done. And ready. 250. <laughs> I am back on 250, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just it at that up. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> That's what it is. But you know, you know, it's an evolution. So wherever you are now, just know that there's a place higher that you can aspire to, and it's a beautiful thing. Never letting anybody kick you and make you feel like you're down because you can always if I'm down, that means I can always go up. But can you maintain your up? Because if you're trying to go up, you're looking up. If I look up, I'm supposed to see people who are looking up. Not somebody looking down unless you're coming to help me. But if you're looking down and scoring me, watch, I'm going to rise over you. Not in a competitive sense, but in a righteous sense. I might be the one to help you. I don't know where I'm going. We talk about uh, uh, Cosmo and Gavin Long and, you know, this is Sister Nyla's uh, 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 focus tonight. 
and uh, we're going to wrap this down. Sister Nala, give me one more, um, a little wrap down. Or better yet, before we do that, Sister Nala, let me open up the lines if anybody wants to say anything. Give me five minutes because, you know, I didn't know how long we were sitting up in this bad boy. For real. <laughs> for real you know you know how it is when you know when, 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 when you sneak in it when you're younger and and you you go over somebody's house three o'clock in the morning and your parents are two rooms down and you better be real quiet but the knee burns are hurting but you ain't focused on that you focus on what's feeling good and you leave out of there and you're like whoo i got i got scabs i got cuts on my knees right well you know i'm sitting here in a cramped position i didn't realize my toes were like <laughs> See <him? laughs> I gotta stretch Stand out up a couple times. <laughs> right? Talk to me, sister. We're gonna wrap this down. Or anybody who's on the line, you wanna rap? Come on in. Yeah. Can I say something, Brother Lance? Go ahead, brother. Okay. I didn't know if my mic was on. Um I just wanna come back because Usually when I'm calling you, I'm multitasking, and a lot of times I try to get things off. Today I tried to get this off, and I got smothered. But uh, I'm coming back because I'm going to keep coming back as long as I know that, uh, you know, I look at it like this. Yeah, you're going to keep coming back because we got that spiritual Viagra. That's just a joke. Keep coming, man. I got to pound this ball. It, it just like, a, you know, I got to put it in sports terms, like pounding, you know, in football, when they say you're pounding the, the ball down the field. Yeah. You know, and I know it's going to get resistance from the other team, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to pound it because you ain't going to – we, we you, you can count how many times during the, our discourse that we say, you know, they show us this in the media and we need to think different. We need to begin to realize, blah, blah, blah. All of these are mental exercises that cannot be accomplished if you're staring into an electronic box being entertained and informed by the very same enemy that you claim that you're fighting. I don't give a damn whether anybody likes this or not. And you cannot, you cannot smash what I'm saying just because you don't want to hear it. Ah, oh, here we go with that again. No. And the argument that was given to try to smash me was bull. You can't just be talking about, oh, well, you're talking to the wrong people, the people you need to be. No, I'm try- I need to be telling y'all because we watch. I'm talking to everybody who watches it. Hello? We here. Keep it going. Hello? Oh, okay. I'm talking to everybody who watches it. And, it's, and, and I know it's just like, I, I I know I'm talking to addicts. I used to be an addict. I know, and I, I, I'm not talking about hard drugs. I'm talking about television, smell-o-vision, television. I'm talking about that garbage. It ain't nothing on there that's tailored towards us. What the hell is wrong with us? How the hell are you going to sit here and act like this? the damn enemy that you're fighting programs the damn thing? But yet, when I say don't watch it, motherfuckers come with this. You ain't going to, look, if you're going you gonna, to gonna smack that argument, you're going to have to smack it with some facts. You can't smack it with your attitude. I don't want to hear that. But you goddamn it, you're going to hear it. As long as I got breath. That smelling vision, we, that smelling vision, I, and I, and I want to quarterback this thing. I want to, I want to prove, I want to go and prove what I'm saying. Like, 
we get like when we talking about uh, this problem, we get we start crashing with each other over terms and word games and yeah. semantics. You know, like it's stupid for you to say ten percent of us, but when you know, you know, all of this stuff right here, all of this confusion. I, I want to just show you the effectiveness of getting off that propaganda. I want to take us when we crash like that over these words and terms. I want to say, hey y'all, let's spend a, about three weeks off of TV, come back, and have this same conversation. And I bet you we won't be stepping on each other as much. We won't be crashing over turns and little 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 things that don't really matter at the end of the day. I want to show and prove that. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. But, you know, before I could even get to my conclusion, somebody had an uh, 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 allergy, they had an allergic reaction to me talking about their precious damn TV. <laughs> That's all. I just wanted to get that off to show and prove that I don't go away just because you, you don't like it. And the sister that's on the panel that is sitting there, she is the one who actually did it. She said, I stopped watching TV. I don't feed them my energy. I homeschool my children. That's what I'm talking about. She's sitting there living, showing, and proving. And, but we, but we want to talk in circles. How can we? How, she's sitting there showing you and proving you. But see, we don't want to do it. Just because you don't want to do it, that ain't no argument. That, 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 you ain't just proving nothing. The only, only thing you showing me is that you don't want to do it. I understand <laughs> that already. I come into this yeah, thing yeah. knowing I'm talking to people who don't want to do it. That's why I'm telling you to do it, because we don't want to do it. I know, Dale, we love that damn TV. Just admit it. You love the white man. You love his decadent, stupid entertainment. You love his stupid-ass shows. You love his dumb-ass movies. And you're addicted to that shit. And then you want to get on this black forum and talk all this glorious shit. You can't do both. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Please, y'all, love all of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm not on me. <laughs> oh, 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 you didn't know you was, you thought she was muted? <laughs> All right, Sister Nala, we're going to have you wrap it down. Brother Kamisi, always passionate, always Very speaking passionate. his mind. Amen. And um, that's what we do here. And like I said, you know, when I muted everybody um, earlier, it wasn't because I had any vendetta against anybody. It's just I like to make it where afterward it's a listening a good listening experience we can we can get intense and stuff there's no problem you know i get down like that but at the end of the day i you know everybody's watching us and i don't care who really is and i know they are but i want those of us who and it may not be somebody who's watching that particular show it might be that little kid in the next room of the person who's playing it who's picking something up and they don't understand it all the way but they walk with that and later on as they go through life they understand like i heard that before because maybe 
Her sister Nyla, brother Kabisi, said something in such a powerful fashion that it, it got their attention. So, you know, we don't know what nuggets are going out there that our youth can use. Y'all don't be knowing what y'all be talking about, though. Oh, like, they they, they know they're not dumb. And that's why you have to that's why you have to mute people and keep people silent because when they challenge your thought process, and um, you know, they can actually bring truth to a conversation. You know, people like well, you, see, you see, per personally, turn to, turn to like I said, shit. again, like I said, if I'm in a crowded stadium and somebody's across the other side screaming to me how to get home because I'm lost, I can't hear them because everybody else is screaming, right? So that's why I say, hey, come a little closer, whisper in my ear. Let me hear one person over the whole crowd screaming because the message won't get through. Delivery is one thing. That's why many boxers look wonderful in the gym as a shadow box because there's not a moving target ahead of them. We all look like champions shadow boxing. But when you put that fighter in the ring, now we have to see if they're effective in what they've been practicing for so long while they're in that moment. So again, that's why I right. like to make and, it clear because on this platform, I let everybody speak as long as they want. But everybody on has on to have the respect of letting this other person speak. Right. You see? It has to be that way. It's proper communication. See, aggression is wonderful. Only when it's effective aggression. But, but you see how, but you see how you're dominating the conversation? You won't, you won't even let me even have a dialogue with you because you're going to continue to talk. Therefore, Okay, okay, okay. I, I don't know who that is directed to. Is that directed toward me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, you, you muted me earlier when I was when I was so, so that's the issue. And I was that, and, and, and why was that? Was why why were you muted? And you took it as though it was you muted, but there were a lot of other people talking loud. So now you feel convicted on something that didn't right, even I, exist. I, well, okay. Again, I, and I've said I this on other shows. The, the end result for I heard, me I heard is it, to have a good listening experience after this is uploaded and as a video on YouTube distributed on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, and about 50 other pl podcast platforms that most people don't even know about. There are times when I might be tired. I have left the show, let it roll on, and go and lay down sometime, come back and come back to it. I have no agenda to mute anybody. I've let everybody talk. I've had straight people, gay people, lesbians, swingers. I've had... Klansmen, I've had freaky white women who screw black men at hotels when they're on the job out of the country behind their husband's back. I've had everybody. Let the people talk. That's what I do. But when it gets to be where everybody's right, screaming, it puts me back in that stadium again and I can't hear everybody. And it turns it into a circus. Yeah, I was just specifically. No, but we have to understand that people watch us and say, look at those niggas. That's why they'll never get anywhere. They're so unorganized and they can't even respect each other. And so when you say, no, but they I'm going to mute say, you and stop you from talking. That rhetoric, and rhetoric. Tell me what, what, what have I said that was rhetoric? Let's break that down. As a matter of fact, even to make it even I mean, better, let me look up the definition so I can get it right of rhetoric. And you tell me what rhetoric I've said. You tell me what rhetoric I said when when I go on YouTube, all I see most of the time is black men calling black women bitches. I got a black woman right here next to me right now. That's rhetoric, man. And very strong at that. 
She works for herself. She homeschooled the kids. You said it for yourself because you honored that in her. It's an algebraic equation. If you honor her and she honors me, why can't you have respect for me? What is it that I said that's rhetoric? Or maybe I don't have a vagina between my legs so you don't like me. I don't know what it is. Tell me. But rhetoric is, let's look at it. <laughs> rhetoric is the art of effective or persuasive speaking. That's a white. Okay, okay. That don't even mean nothing. Okay, speak, speak, speak to me rhetoric in, in, in any African language that you can find. So now you, what you're doing now is trying to take the whole high vibration that we brought this show to to nitpicking because your little ego was hurt. And what's going to happen is that you're just going to have to be mad because I don't, I don't, I'm not going to talk over anybody that, though, on a platform where there's a name that says Lance Scurve. I'm not into the ego, right? So we're going to mute the whole panel again and I'm going to go on with my rhetoric and we're going to wrap this down and have Sister Shamail and Sister Nyla finish off. But let me just finish with my rhetoric. We can say white man's this, but what clothes do you have on and what's the label on it? Because I know I got, and I'm trying, I swear I'm never going to wear a European suit again. I got to take my time and come up out of this thing. The ketchup you put on your burger pretty much was made by the white man. The toilet paper you wipe your backside with was pretty much made by the white, white man. So when we talk about the white man, yes, we understand that, but we're in a system and we, we have been conquered. I'm not conquered this way and inside, but I realize how much we've been conquered. So going to the mountaintop and yelling out, and you say, I'm doing rhetoric, but I know my brother-in-law is powerful, and if he didn't respect me enough, he wouldn't be here. He sees what I'm doing. Rhetoric? I'm not saying because we're planning a massive event on the 15th of September and doing something at the last set, and I'm going to show it online. We're not doing rhetoric. We're not cardboard, paper-thin cutouts who just get on shows and just talk and scream. We bear our personal life. We share it with the world. How dare you come on here and say that I'm talking rhetoric. I'm not a damn YouTube head. When we go out in the street and talk to the homeless people, I'm a bus driver according to what I do in this society, but I run my own business. I'm an artist and I get paid for that. I'm working on some book covers right now that's going to pay me very well. Thank you. But when I'm talking to a brother who may need something, I'm not going to tout my horn, but he's going to walk away with a few dollars. I'd rather do that than tricking off, trying to be something I'm not, and, and, and trying to be Billy Badass or whatever. Mr. Scurve right now is on the plantation. Ain't nobody else home. But look, I got a gorgeous woman next to me. I'm going to be raw. Are we up in here fucking? We're on the camera. Talking righteousness. Rhetoric and righteousness are two words that are so far removed because righteousness is real and rhetoric is fake. The art of effective or persuasive speaking or writing, especially the use of figures of speech and other compositional techniques, oratory, eloquence, command of language, way with words. Language designed to have a persuasive or impressive effect on its audience, but often regarded as lacking in sincerity and meaningful content. Why would a brother Cosmo call me up? Why didn't he call up the other dude that calls black women bitches? Why is the government watching me like they watch me? 
way more than what you think. We did a closed conference the other day. And a woman from the House of Representatives called in and all her stuff popped up. She didn't think I would see her. Manipulation and different things, different things I have to go to that I won't even say because I know things that would get me killed right now. I'll tell it another time. Believe it or not. Rhetoric? Lacking substance? When I sit up sometime till 5, 6 in the morning speaking to a brother on a corner or a little kid that don't know how to tie a tie or for after work, my money's low. But there's a woman I heard crying on the bus about how she ain't got no money till Thursday. But it's Friday. And I make her come along and buy her some groceries. Am I looking for pussy? And you know what? In the revolution, if I needed pussy, I can get a whole lot of pussy. Because people know I'm not just about the pussy. Some of us get on these shows because that's all we're about. And they use rhetoric. But rhetoric cannot stand up to righteousness because I am a proven product. That's not cockiness. That's not ego. That's not rhetoric. 55 years old for me to be spitting rhetoric? What, what kind of waste of a life would that be? I'm surprised at you, brother. I thought you had more than that. You get on, you scream. Show me something of substance. Maybe you throwing off because you're judging me by the state of your own mind. Rhetoric? Who's really talking the rhetoric here? People can see my tracks through sands, the sands of time and through life. And it hasn't all been pretty. I broke a few hearts. I broke a few promises. But rhetoric at this point in my life? That's why I walk without fear. Show your face. Show me your life. Y'all know where I work. Y'all know where I live. You think this is imagination? She's sitting here at the camera. Look, I'm in the same room with her. Look at this. Right? I'm in the same room with her. Right next to her. She ain't rhetoric. And she wouldn't have sat down so long if it was. If she didn't feel safe, she wouldn't be here. And if she didn't feel safe, trust me, I'd be wounded if I tried anything with her the wrong way. And that's not rhetoric. You know what it is? It's real. And you're right, ECPA. That's crazy. I'm not even trying to look. In the social media game, and I'm glad this happened. And Sister Nyla, look. Use this as an example. Right? Use it as, Whether you agree with somebody or not. What's at the root of these outbursts? Jealousy, envy, hate, want to be the leader. YouTube is free. Getting online is free. I want to hog up the time and I want to be, what is my name on it? What about the sleepless nights of editing videos? What about the money spent and the donations that I have received from people that I have a duty to continue doing what I do? What about that? Go look at the YouTube. Don't even look at the YouTube channel. Let's have a pissing contest right now. I'm a man. I can't help it. I got this testosterone. I'm polite. But sometimes we got to get down and dirty. Let's pull out. Let's both pull out our dicks right now. Let's both pull out our dicks right now and see who's hanging. Right? You're going to tell me it's rhetoric? When most of the time, 
I'll drive for 11 hours, go to a second job, come home and still edit video and work on things and put it up every day. On a break, sometimes sitting on the toilet, writing an article, half asleep. Been drawing pictures forever. This is the internet part of me, but I've been this way all my life. You want to nitpick over, we agree with you about the television set. We agree with you about the television. You're speaking truth. My ego's not involved in that enough where, oh, I'm going to throw away everything. But why are you going to come at me like that when you had much respect for me? Matter of fact, early on in the show, you donated $5. Thank you so much for that. But that's not for me. And sometimes we have to understand when many of us give, sometimes it's to be seen. Sometimes it's to be seen. Most of the time, I'm damn near broke from all I give. And it's not just about money. Energy. I go to bed empty. Sometimes I say I'm going to rest, and I lay down, and it starts haunting me. You can get this done. You can get that done. This place, this studio right now is in a mess because I haven't had a chance to even come in here and straighten things out. And I'm very busy from tomorrow on for the rest of the week. What am I getting out of this if I'm a selfish person? What am I getting out of this? You see what I mean? Whoever it was, whoever it was, whoever it was, as a spirit, and anytime you're trying to do something righteous, you're always going to get that. If you have a circle of three people, one of them might, might, might show their face. See? Because deep down under, under everything, we have many people who want to like you said, be the leader. I'm not a leader. I'm a brother. And I just want to help my sisters and my brothers. How, whoever it was, who, how dare you? On the, in this, let me just tell you something about the internet. Now shut up. It's a very interesting turn of events, and this is quite a learning moment for most people. Okay, no, I understand. I understand. But it was somebody who, you know, sounded like you. But I wasn't even focusing on you is the spirit of whoever it was. But it has to be somebody that's always there. See, we don't know how to handle attention, many of us, as black people. Black men especially, and I'm, we're still going to wrap this down in 10 minutes because I, I got to definitely get some in. I know, I know you cramped up too, right? <laughs> I, got, I got a little more testosterone going on over here, but the knee burns that I'm getting, those symbolic knee burns, they're going to hurt. <laughs> But you have to put a name on things. You have to brand brand yourself. There's so much that's coming against you when you have a YouTube channel. That's right. But it's not, I got a website. I'm a webmaster. Go to my site, landscurve.com. Not because I'm saying to go there. I designed that site. I put the content on that site. I go out in the world and get the content, make it up, look at stories, talk, create, edit, do audio, change over files, scan pictures, do the graphics, all this stuff while living a normal life. How many people are willing to put the work in? And I don't have a huge team. Work. That's right. You see what I mean? That's why it's hard for me to do that because it's a lot of work. They think it's simple. Exactly. I got going on 2,400 videos. You think they're just five minutes long? Look how long this show was. This is dedication. This is commitment for what? Y'all want to know? 
You don't want to know? Okay, okay. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna pull up something. I can't screenshot it. I don't know how to do that to put it up on the screen. But I'm gonna do something. I want you to come over here, right over here next to me, sweetheart. I want you to come over here, and I want you to look at something over my shoulder. <clears throat> and I want you to tell me what you see. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Revenue, right? This is right off the YouTube channel. What does that say right there? Say it loud into the mic. 19136. Yes. Okay, cuz I don't have my glasses on. All right. $191.36. $191.36. Do y'all know how much I spent on this endeavor called YouTube and all things internet this month? Do you all know all know how much I spent? That times about 5. That's why it's not a, a profit type of thing. Exactly. Exactly. You got jokers out here who are getting their sisters to dress up half naked and twerk, pushing their titties up for the camera. The men are not listening to what they say. They're on there jerking off and looking at them. We've been speaking some sense the whole time. Let's just be real now. We're getting gritty because I can be gritty. Most people don't see me on the gritty side. I have people who donate and help things. There's programs I got to pay for. There's things that are going to pay for the internet, the top level of internet. Computers break down. There's things they got to pay for. I think our line just got cut too. Yeah, it just, yeah, it got cut. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to add this back in to, um, I'm going to call myself back again. Hold on. I got something to say. Here we go. I'm going to add this back in to the conference line. It's going to be an echo, y'all. Hold tight. Contacts. That's why when I said the beginning, I rigged it up a certain way. I know how to reconnect. And... ...supported by the organizer. Okay, now we're going to add in Sister Nyla. Okay, then we're going to do it that way. Okay, that being said, yeah, my sound is still coming through. Because I'm going to have her wrap it up. But, you know, all the numbers are logged in on the conference line, so I can go down and see who it was. Sorry about that, Kamisi. Sorry about that, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about that. It sounded like your voice, but I'm just saying. You know, that's how people that's come how in and try to cause confusion. Point. You know what I mean? I'm going to have Sister Nyla. But um, years and years and years and years and years. All of this stuff. And I'm going to just say that I, I'm not looking for money. I can work overtime all the time, do more other things and get money in my hand. People have donated money, and I want to show them that even though there's all this stuff here, we're going to work it. We're going to work it. I'm going to cut corners on my own. You see the car I drive, right? I'm going to turn the camera more on you now. <laughs> you, you, you see the car I drive? I think I can drive something a little better than that. But I sacrifice because I just got to go down the road to drive my bus. This is where my heart is. This is what I do. 
for the time that we have it, right? Brother Keston has helped me so much and so many others out here have helped me so much and just even a kind word. It's not even about money because you get these YouTubers up here who they just about money. Donate, donate, donate. Oh, 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 please, my Patreon. Oh, my PayPal. Oh, hit me off. Folks got issues out here that they got to deal with. They got babies to feed. They got rent to pay. You want to sit on your ass at home and just make a YouTube video and be, be lauded as the greatest of this and the greatest of that, and people just give you money? It's appreciated when it's done. But I'm in the trenches just like anybody else. And if I've been blessed to have the ability to sacrifice and go a straight time without calamity to be able to put down, and I've also put myself in debt. All this stuff ain't free and clear. Understand that. So many who uh, want to be and speak on this level and you want all the attention, take your arrogant ass and go build your own. Because what I do here is not just for me. Most of y'all know that. Other people talk it, but it's really about them promoting themselves. I can sit up here and tell you how great I am and what I did. There are things about me that you don't know and probably won't know that would blow your mind. How do I talk this way? I've been through a lot. But it won't matter when I'm gone. Who died and had the best rims on their car and they remember them? Oh, oh man, they had the best rims. I don't even think about them. Oh, they had five houses that were mansions. They don't even think about them. Your most intense experiences, experiences romantically or sexually. You might forget about them. You see them 10 years from now. Who are you? <laughs> Wasn't that good then if it's like that, but still. Anyway, I know you're on the line, Sister Nyla. Wrap it down. Sorry, Kamisi Fox. This brother had a voice just like yours. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You want to open the mic and clear your name? But damn, I hope um, that, that dude don't make threats to the FBI. Because um, they're going to come looking for you, brother, because his voice sounded just like you. Go ahead. The lines are open, brother. I, yeah, yeah, brother Lance. He, if you notice, if you listen to the past times I've been on, every time I talk, there's always some person that comes in behind me. He may come in with R. Kelly singing. Every time I get on, this guy sounds just like me. That's why while he was talking, I was like, I hope you don't think that's me, because he does sound just like me. Well, see, but see, look, I didn't, oh, like, no. get angry like I'm mad want to fight or whatever. You get passionate, you smash it. But no. look, me more than anybody else, I know how deception is, because let me tell you something. Maybe many of you will remember. There was a live show that I did maybe, like, six months ago. Maybe a year ago, because I do so many. And somebody made up Lance Scurve Profiles or pages on YouTube and Google with the same picture of Scurve and the logo, me pointing it to my head. And they were coming into the live chat room, talking to the sisters, some who are on the line, and many who were just in the chat room, inboxing them privately, saying all kind of twisted things, right? Now, we've had shows many years ago where we had graphic stuff that were adult shows. So y'all know I can be twisted. But I would never disrespect anybody. And even when I was out there and single and wild, I never took from a woman what she did not want to give. I never pressured. 
See, I would tell them, listen, we're going to have such a good time. You're going to give it to me. I'm not going to try you because we're going to have so much fun. You're going to take, take it. Excuse my friend. Take the pussy. Can you see us? We had a good time. I'm being real. Brother Lance, this guy named Shannon Allen. This guy named Shannon Allen is taking credit for this. He's on here saying it was me. This guy named Shannon Allen. If you can okay. find him, this is the guy, Shannon Allen. He's on here saying that was me. It was him. Okay. Yeah, because anybody can get on there. I got yeah. so many mice yeah. over here. Wait a second. Because, okay. oh, Brother Lance. You know I don't talk like that. I wouldn't say no shit like that. You talking rhetoric. That don't, that don't even... That, right, 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 right. Why, why would I be saying all this coherent stuff and then saying some old meat-headed shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm right. Blue. <laughs> that, that, that's not me. That don't that's even... So that, that don't... You know, I hope by now I've at least established... I know you have, but I went on automatic because you got to understand that I have many Decepticons that come at me. So the, that experience right. with this dude no, was no, talking I'm about. blaming you. No, no, no. Right. No. No, I don't blame you for thinking that because the dude sounded just like me and he came on directly. I mean, like seconds. Like after I been finished speaking, right. damn, he came right in almost directly behind me. <laughs> But see, but see, I didn't really no, grasp the number. He sounded just that. like you. I'm a, I can't wait for the replay. You know what I mean? But but that's the thing, though. No, like he he did. Yeah, yeah. He did sound just like me. That's I funny. God, that's that funny. Is, but but if you look at well, the, I'm glad I still have my brother. I hope and I'm glad you don't think I'm talking mind. rhetoric. You know what I mean? That's a teachable moment for all of us. Right. I mean, but, I but, but even me, bro, because like I, I I have cyber PTSD. Meaning that I go on attack. No. It's like a Doberman Pinscher, right? Doberman Pinschers are not really great attack yeah. dogs like a rock, Rottweiler. They get in the crowd, and you could be the master. God. And when they go in attack mode, you stand there, they might bite you. So I'm not saying I would bite you, but I'm just saying that it was the spirit and the principle. Brother Lance, you're supposed to defend your territory. And if I was to get stupid and say some dumb shit like that, you're supposed to bite my head off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'll help you heal the wounds afterward, too. But what I'm saying is, there are people... Who, like me, man. Right. But there are people who come, and they don't like to see a flow happen, a righteous flow. We can get down in other spaces. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of flow that afterward, you get a few crackers. Well, not the kind of the rednecks. You get a few crackers, a little juice, and you go to sleep. This was orgasmic. This was orgasmic. My yeah. mind is opened up a certain way in a special way. You know, um, it was it, it was crazy because, like, okay, I haven't been doing as many live streams as of recent. I've been going out a lot. I want to maintain going in the street and getting videos and talking to people. A lot of folks like that. I'm going to keep up the written articles. I got work to do on these book covers, um, the live streams, the video. I'm going to keep it rolling. It's here. All we got to do is push buttons. If you can't sleep one night, you say, man, that's the last time I wake up, I'll set it up. Okay, Shamir, boom, you're on. But what I'm trying to say is that it's, it's, there's a lot of people out here who are strange who can't handle the attention um, of being online. You know, the younger folks can handle it more because they grew up in this, right? But the older folks can't handle it because right. you mean you can just get on your computer at home and talk trash to a woman and 
she respond or if she doesn't, there are 99 other ones to go try. So you're going to have a success rate anyway. You know, um, it's right. crazy. You can be whatever you want to be. You, you can make a false profile and, and be this thing that you're not. And, and, and we can get the adulation of yep. that. There was a dude from Philadelphia who used to call my shows and he called on and trying to say I took his personal information and put it out there. Never have I done that. Only to a troll. You know what I mean? And I still got to be pushed for that. Right. So what I'm saying is that you have right. to know who you are and what your mission is and that there will be people who come at you for the thrill or they don't like where you're going with this thing. Because there are people who have live streams. There's millions of people who have live streams. Wonderful live streams that I watch. I watch other people that I know are real. I learn from them. I go and support them. I donate money to other people. You got to give. You see you what I mean? Seen this powerful, Brother Lance. You got people that fear that. And we getting on having this synthesis and everybody getting along is always going to be, it, 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 it's the power in the whole thing. You know, it's the power. You know, you have, you got the sisters, you're giving the sisters their voice being heard. It, it's, it's too powerful and too positive. It's everything this society fights to keep from happening. It's everything that they fear. I'm telling you. And, and I'm going to tell you this too. That's why this happened. I'm, this yeah. is, this is one hell of an experience. I right. never, I can't believe this happened to me. But, I, but right after I finished talking, this guy, so I, I said it was talking it. to me. I said, yeah. "Damn, yeah, it sounds just like me." And right, as right. he was talking, I, I, I said, "Wait a minute! I hope Brother Lance don't think this is me." <laughs> and, then that, and, and if you will notice, I said, "Who is this? Who is this?" Right. I don't know if you caught that, but if you look at, listen to the playback, you'll hear me say. Wait a minute, who is this? Because right. I felt like he sounded so much like me, right. I had to jump in and say something. Right, right. No, but see, like I said, the thing is... You, you don't hear it. I said, who is this? Right, right. No, no, yeah, 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 but see... Somebody that you knew. But see, right. People see us on the screen, but we're looking at several computers right now. Another computer up there with the, with the call, all this stuff over here. So it's easy, and I'm in my Cosmo attack mode anyway, so it's just boom, boom, boom. And it wasn't even really personal. It was the spirit of whether you know, I know it's not you now, but no, no. whether it's you or not, like I said, you know, I'm so used to it because let me tell you something. My thing is, and, and is is it the person there, Shannon, who, who who called in? Is that him? Still looking for attention? Let me know. I don't know what's typing, but I see some that's funny a, words yeah, here. I'm not I'm not even looking at the screen. Let me know so I can boot that boot whoever it is out. Whoever it is whoever's acting up, just let me know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um. Yeah, there, there are people who are dedicated to me. They're so dedicated. They make up false profiles and come into the show and reach out to people who are on the show who are regular and try to say things to them to not come on the show. That's like, you know I'm coming to the beach. And you're trying to go, if I'm trying to go to the beach by tomorrow morning, you go out tonight and we're going to take all the sand off the beach so he ain't got no beach to go to. Fool? <laughs> we 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 self sufficient. We're self sufficient. We're self sufficient. It's yeah. in house. You're moving to powerful. You're moving righteous. That's why they're doing it. Okay. I, I, now I got to make myself even more. But you know what? Whoever this is to force me out of the hole. Now I got to make myself even more transparent. All right. <laughs> and it, I mean because you know this, right. 
That's the only way. That's the only way. I'm looking off for this one. People have reasons why they may not show all. And I don't show all. I ain't putting the, the, the slave master's social security number out there. I'm not putting my uh, credit cards or debit card with the PIN number out there and the little three digits on the back. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going to do that. Right? But the thing is, is that when you have credibility and you indulge in the internet experience, many don't have that kind of credibility when you're trying to do something. Again, why would my sister sit right here with me in the house by herself as big and strong as I am? Now, it don't matter big and strong. Because see these little microphones here? She can bust it over my head and this little 237 pounds will fall. It's not about that. It's about trust and being real. It's that synthesis that somebody hates, though. These are things that ain't supposed to happen. It's, it's like, wow, we can now do this. This is this represents the evolution because it doesn't happen all the time. We We take... And I'm not saying we, you, us. I'm just right. saying black, we, in general, while things are going on, we don't realize how powerful it is while it's happening. Like, maybe 10 years from now, you may look back and like, wow, you know, that was special. Mm -hmm. You know, men and women, brothers and sisters, we, mm -hmm. we, we, sometimes we crash, and then we crash and work it out. You see, right. these, these are things that right. don't always happen. And, and let, let me make a, make, a, make a mention to uh, this gentleman, Shannon, because he says... Um, he called called me on it. <clears throat> Let me ask you, Mr. Shannon, you paying this bill? I think I have the right to mute whoever I want to mute. And what and what and what, what what he don't realize is that I muted the whole row across the board. So he was feeling special, thinking that I muted him because he said something so profound. What was it that he said so profound? It was me wanting to let Nyla say what she had to say. And let it cool out where we can hear each other. But again, there are people out there who want attention. There are people out there who hate to see an independent black platform. I got bells and whistles here. Let me tell you something. There was a time when I was on Block Talk Radio with a little computer. I didn't even have a mic. If you go back down on the Facebook and social media, I was so happy to get a mic. I was so happy to get a little mixer. Where's that mixer? Where did I put that mixer? It's somewhere in here. Somewhere in here. A little tiny mixer. I thought I was high tech. And I started getting piece by piece by piece, and I moved away from blog talk. Then I started joining the sound with the, with, with the live stream. I didn't know any of this stuff. Back in 2001, when I clicked the button to fire up the computer, I was so dumb on computers, I called back to New York City like, yo, I put the computer on. I, I, I got it on. And I didn't even know I have to use the user's manual. That's how dumb I was. <laughs> they don't like that. And we have a good time. See, you have some people, I don't know if I'm over talking, I don't know if my microphone had blacked out, but I'm hearing his voice. He's talking? I don't hear him in your headphones here, but I... Yeah. Okay, we have a disconnect, brother. Somehow, someway. Um, brother Kamisi, if you can hear me, we have a disconnect. But this is um the thing. Look, see, look, look at the way he's talking. But this yo shit. Now, what intelligent person gets on talking like that? It's crazy. You know what I mean? That's, um... Let me... Let's just break it down. 
And I'm going to end it on this. I don't know what's happened electronically. I think I pushed the wire or something. Shannon Allen, you still dumb with dummies pushing MF call me a troll. Okay, I have a feeling who you are anyway. Shannon Allen, here's your few seconds of fame. We're going to end it up on a funny note. You that nigga who came to the house party. Nobody knew you. We let you in. You ate up the food. You danced with the women. We gave you a good time. You got drunk. And before you left, you cussed everybody out. Now you mad when we have the next party and we don't let you in. See? So that's, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, man. See? Black community, we got a lot of work to do. And this is evident. We still have a good vibe. And we learned a lesson. And since it's coming down to a halt, they feel like they're being, like that demon being banished down to the pits of hell. Anything you want to say, Shamir, before we go? Because I don't know who's on the line, who's on. I can't hear um, the conference line. I think it might have, a call might have dropped or whatever. So we're going to wrap this up right now. Talk to me. Is um, Sister oh. Nyla still around? I think Sister Nyla still around? Let me check. That's kind of heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want I'm, that close I'm to you. A little bit. Um, no. Oh, we lost. No, no, no. We're going to disconnect everything that way. Um, I just want to say thank you. Oh, you ain't got to thank me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put the camera on you some more. Bad day today, but I, you know, um, like we still going to talk about that. Yeah, it was a bad, but like he said, he's, he's somebody that's honest. I like being around somebody, a brother who does not make you feel like anything that they're talking to you about has to lead to sex. And, and it's just really been about, um, it's been about universe, been about um, feeling good, been, been about, I don't know, progressing. It's yeah. refreshing. Refreshing. You know, and I appreciate that. And, and, and the Shannon guy, you know, oh, come on, baby, it's going to be all right. <laughs> it's going to be all right. And, but, and you're right. Right. You know, we right. do need to cut back on that. But I, I don't force my agenda on nobody. You know what I'm saying? When I did that, it wasn't about a pro-black thing or a pro-this. Right. It was about what myself, what I know I was feeling on the inside of my heart. Right. That this thing is affecting my life. I don't want to be running around here mad at shit, and I don't right. even know what the hell I'm mad about. That's right. Because they're feeding something, tricking me in my head. That's right. So I choose what I look at. I choose. I'm like, if I'm, anybody going to fuck up my kids, I'm going right. to do it. That's right. So I choose to do that thing. As far as working, I right. starve to damn death. Right. I want somebody telling me what to do like I'm a... Ooh, that's right. You're you know not going to get whipped Ignorant. like that and defeated. So, Walk around yeah, broken like um, that. And I appreciate that there's people out there like that. And I am mm -hmm. and I um, hate to sound ignorant, but I don't know a lot of things only because I don't look at TV. Right, right. So um, that's why I like the sister Nyla. I can really speak intelligently with her because mm -hmm. I don't know a lot of what she's Here talking she about. Here she is. Yeah. Sister Nyla, let me join you back in with... Um, I was like, let, let sister Hold Nyla, on one second, sweetheart. Hers. Hold on a second. Okay, talk about getting the levels right. Okay, Sister Nyla, since we had so much interruption, let me get this sound right. I had it pushed up a little too high. We're going to get some feedback. We're going to wrap this down. Take that mute out. 
Talk to us, sweetheart. Wrap this down with us. You you observe what went on. I want to say to Brother Kamisi Fox, the chat room, the conference line is still open, but it has been disconnected from the main line here. So, if you know, I didn't do that on purpose. It just happened. Um, continue talking on. I'll leave that on. We'll listen to it later on. I can't really um, uh, moderate that because I don't have it connected. But we're going to wrap this down. But since we started out this way, I want to finish it up this way. Just bring it back on home, Sister Nyla. And um, we'll wrap this down. And you let me know when you are through with what, what you're saying. Sister Nyla? <laughs> no, she's not on. She called, but maybe she hung up. Okay, well, we'll wrap this down. And we'll do some, some stuff on the recorded line all week. I promise, damn near every night I'm going to do some live streams, no matter what time it is when I come in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This experience was crazy. A lot of, a lot of spirits, a lot of things happening, but that's what makes it fun, you know, but it's a learning experience and, um, she's off. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah. Good. You're good. Yeah. I can uncurl my toes and walk normal, <laughs> <laughs> man. I sit in front of the computer so much, the bus, I'm on the bus sit sitting down so much. If I could stand up and do a number two, I'd do it. I sit down so much. Anyway, too much information. Let me go. <laughs> Anyway, it's been wonderful. Um, give me your feedback. All I want to say, like I always say, download the Landscurve app at the Google Play Store, the Amazon Store, the App Store. Uh, 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 text the keyword Scurve to 741. Uh, 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 what, what is it? Seven, four, hold on a second. I'm not going to get... I've been practicing, but I'm getting brain farts. The mobile text number. I want you to sign up for it. Let me... Um, oh, come on. This is embarrassing. I got to go log in again. And I'm trying to rattle this stuff off and look cool. There it is. Text the short code keyword SCURV, S-C-U-R-V. Not Landscurve, but SCURV. And don't put an E after the V. SCURV, S-C-U-R-V, to the number 74121. I'm going to make this and put this in the graphic another time. 74121, that's the number, and you text SCURV to that number, Right? And you'll um, get signed up for the automatic text uh, notifications. YouTube doesn't always sound that alarm off when we do a show. I will personally. And again, for those who say that I'm full of rhetoric, I paid for that. I paid a lot for that for the year to have that ability. But people don't know that. They want to hate on somebody who is sacrificing and putting their money where their mouth is. And I ain't begging nobody. I accept all um, donations, whatever, but I put it for the cause. Man, I, I could have did so much more today. I loved it. I don't want to be nowhere else, right? But come on now. Oh, the next live show, I'll pop on sometime tomorrow. Floyd, make sure to sign up. Text the keyword SCURV to 74121. Download the Land, LandScurve app. LandScurve on a Droid phone, iPhone. It's legit. It's not bootleg. And guess what? I paid for that too. <laughs> I paid a fortune for that five years ago, and it's still going strong. Talk about what well, is your shit? So, so, what you jealous for? Get up and work as a man and get your shit. I'm going to get like Star from Star and Buck Wild. I got to give him a call. I haven't talked to him for a long time. Anyway, you all have a good night. Wave and say good night. All right, good night, everybody. We had a wonderful time. And um, the haters or validation of them. Um, and check out, the, uh, check out the video that we did on haters. You know, and soul ties and these the spiritual warfare. Oh I'm down with soul that. Oh, you, you listen to that one? Mm -mm, yeah. 
Yeah, we, and we, so I want you to hear. We got to do a show on that together and bring Break on that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that thing. <laughs> Have you walk around like this? Oh, uh, sure like cut it. <laughs> exactly. Cut that motherfucker. <laughs> For real. So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the conference line on. <laughs> if y'all want to get in there and do your thing, fine. No problem. Um, remember when you call in, every number is logged, so I see who it is anyway. It's not a problem. I don't harass anybody. Or I'll never put your number up on the bathroom wall. Understand that. But you all take care. You have a good night and so long. And we're going to rock it this week. And next weekend, we're going to knock it out even more. So take care. Bye-bye.